This week on Geek Explained, part two of X-May 2023 features returning guest Troy of the Troyoboyo YouTube channel as we discuss the history of X-Men in film and what we'd like to see as they make their way to the MCU. Welcome back to Geek Explained. I'm your host, Eric Kazana, and today's episode is part two of X-May 2023! Uh, thank you so much to everyone who made part one, as well as our 250th Geek Explained episode, such a raging success. Um, I'm really excited to share all of the conversations that I've got in store for you this month, and it's nice that people are enjoying X-May so far. And this week, we are joined by Troy, friend of the pod, returning special guest of the Troy Oboyo YouTube channel. Go check his stuff out. Subscribe to his channel. It is amazing. And we're going to be talking about X-Men in film, talking about what worked, what didn't work, what we'd like to see as they make their way over to the MCU, characters we'd like to see, castings we'd like to see, and we are going to give our definitive rankings of every X-Men film we've seen so far. Um, this week is also marking a couple really exciting times. Uh, this past week, we had May the 4th, so... The second volume of Star Wars Visions dropped, which I was really excited about. I haven't had time to watch it yet, but I'm really, really stoked. I'm expecting a season just as good as the first one. And with all the talent on there, how can you not? We also got, of course, the release of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I... I'm a very, very happy boy while also being a very, very sad boy. Um, I am a very emotionally delicate after watching that movie. <laughs> um, it's so good. It is, you know, recency bias be damned. I think it's probably a top five all time when it comes to MCU. Uh, I absolutely loved it. Um, full review incoming soon around this time, depending on, you know, what schedule allows and what I'm able to kind of throw together for a review. I really want to talk about it. So uh, if you want to hear a full review for the film, let me know. I'd love to talk about it. But we've also just seen a bunch of really cool stuff going on uh, in comics. I'm really excited. Jeremy Adams is continuing on to work with Flash, but not the Flash you're thinking of. He's getting a miniseries with Jay Garrick. I'm so excited. It's the first Jay Garrick series we've gotten in years. And I am, I'm just stoked. I'm over the moon about that. Really, really freaking excited. And I'm really excited, speaking of comics, about the comics that we will be talking about in this week's Comics Countdown, where I'm going to chat you up about all the comics you should be checking out this week. Stay tuned for that. And of course, our latest weekly review on Season 9 of The Flash. This one... Oof, this one was a goodie. This one uh, is getting me ready for the end, and I'm not... 
I don't think I'm ready for that either, emotionally. So make sure you stay tuned after the jump for all of that. But let's roll right on into the main event, the main course, the entree, if you will, as I and Troy dig into X-Men in film. Here we are. We are talking X-Men in film. This is another installment of X-May 2023. This, if you can believe it, is our third X-May. I I love having a, a yearly event that's just for me. It's for no one else. I don't make this for you. I don't make this for anyone. Just for me. And speaking of just for me, these X-Men films are really created just to age with me so that I, when I love stuff at a certain point, they are what I love at that point. And then I get older, I like other stuff. All of a sudden, the X-Men films become that. So as we are looking forward to the X-Men films, possibly at some point who knows joining the mcu we have one mutant maybe two technically so far in the mcu we'll see if more come to us i wanted to sit down with a good friend of mine who knows all about cape shit films knows all about the varying quality of superhero films and who i Really wanted to get back in here, get back in the lab and talk about X-Men, both in past, present, and days of future. Joining us from the Troy Boyo 17 YouTube channel, the man, the myth, the legend himself, it's Troy. How you doing, man? I am good. I'm happy to be here. That days of future, that was good. That was a good bit. I didn't want to, I, I wanted to comment on it, but I was like, I'm going to wait till I'm introduced to say something. <laughs> that was good. That was a good line. I'm very proud of that. I should be part of that. I only come up with really good lines when I'm off the cuff. I can never write them down. <laughs> See, that's for whatever insane reason. to me. I wish I could do that. I wish I had that improv talent. I got a yes maybe, and some maybe. more, I guess. What, what, one day you and I will join forces and we'll be one complete like content creator. Yeah, we'll do the Dragon where Ball it's like, fused the Fortnite emote. Yes. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started on that shit. <laughs> uh, I watched Creed last month and oh. it was the greatest dragon ball film i've ever seen <laughs> I still God, see it's it. so good man it, it it's the most anime it's the most live action anime film since uh fast and furious tokyo drift wow okay which is in fact the most anime film oh, i've ever yeah. seen in my entire life all right it's incredible definitely see it. those films are all about family <laughs> uh but yeah so we're talking about x-men and film um troy you've you've watched an x-man or two right well, yeah one or two i'm, I'm familiar with them uh to a to an extent i've heard of them they're pretty obscure though so like i like marvel doesn't really do anything with them so there are never any comics about the x-men no who i mean it's it's not like they're going through a comic book renaissance right no, now or no no who's wait who's like, Jonathan hopefully maybe one day. never heard of him <laughs> who is she i don't know her <laughs> but it's <laughs> but for right now um talking about x-men and film uh there's been a lot there have been 13 films up to this point, if you count all the spinoffs. And we are at the precipice 
of a brand new cinematic universe for the X-Men. Maybe some people will be pulled across. Maybe not. Maybe it'll just be a completely clean slate except for Ryan Reynolds. Um, It's fascinating to me the amount of potential that X-Men could have in the MCU because we have seen mutants pop up. Namor, the first mutant, is now a big part of the MCU. Kamala Khan has now been turned from an inhuman into a mutant. How do I know? Because they show they they played the song. They did they played yeah, the, the music. Jingle. Hey, that's the song. Hey, that's the thing. <laughs> the only and it's like, oh wait a second, I know that. That's the only consistent light motif aside from like the Avengers theme <laughs> in the entire MCU yep. at this point. <laughs> maybe Spider Man. Maybe May- v- yeah. very loosely, loosely. But it's it's fascinating to me that. I mean, first of all, that it's taken so long and that second of all, it is taking presently so yeah. long. Oh, boy. I was going to do a separate video on that enti- on that element. The fact that we're still waiting on it because <laughs> it was was it 2015 or no, 2017 was the was the big deal. The big 75 billion yeah, dollar deal. Which, something like that it's an insane amount of money. And immediately that's the only thing that anyone was talking about. Yeah, it's like X-Men are coming to the MCU. That's it. It's done. It's yeah. over. And here we are. Here we are. We still wait. Wait. We got. Later. We got one. We got. Uh, we got a uh, Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four. We got John Krasinski. <laughs> oh and then they God. turned him to spaghetti. <laughs> That's a spicy Richard. A sp- <laughs> did you? Uh, did you? Uh, how, how do? How do you? How are you? How are you feeling about that? Uh, that Krasinski, Reed Richards. You, you. You've made your your stance on. His performance fairly clear. He's but. fine. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's so. It's just it feels like I got nothing against the dude. He is a really good director, and I really like the Quiet Place movies. I think he can be a talented dude, and he for could sure. potentially be a good Reed Richards. I don't want to say for sure, you know, but it is very much like this instance where a fan art just made the rounds a little too much. <laughs> just that one. It's it's not even like it's just that one picture. That one. It's the one from of him from like that one movie. Right? Yeah, the, I think it was Zero Dark Thirty. Not Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, I think it was the other, the other one. one. Yeah, it was like <laughs> like two of them came the, out the one about year. Hillary's laptop. Or something that like one. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Whatever. <laughs> um, like that made but, the rounds yeah. just a little too much, and it got to just a little too many people high up, and then we decided to do it, and then I'm just like, okay. He, I don't, I basically, I don't want him to come back. That's what I'm saying. Stay spaghetti, John. Stay, sp- <laughs> Stay spaghetti. Stay spaghetti. Because I just think there's a lot more a potential like for that casting and stuff and what you could do with him. Hundred percent. I was a big fan of the uh, uh, William Jackson Harper. Same. Yeah. That was my guy. But and now, no, he's he's small now. Whatever his name is. <laughs> Who knows? Whatever. Whatever. What? Do you remember what his name? No. Was? <laughs> I am begging anybody. I, I, I guess there aren't really comments on this podcast, but I'm just begging somebody to email me at troyoboyo 17 at gmail.com. Email me his name because I do not believe you know off the top of your head. If you look it up, I'll know. You, you can't look it up. Can't look up IMDb. Yeah. You can't do that. Uh, his name is actually blank, and he was this, 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 and this. <laughs> I know this from the top of my head, and I definitely didn't just copy. And he was also this was from this, the Marvel born this year, and this is all the other projects he's in. He's known for the Good Place. Uh, he's, he was also in Midsummer. <laughs> but yeah, it's he was gonna he was my pick. But I mean, now who knows? Yeah, and who knows? 
exactly what's what's going to be the plan with that now that uh kang is a war criminal oh geez yeah i am digging the the, i saw diego luna as like a rumor and i was like i dig that that would be dope as hell because it was him and then isaac gonzalez for for sue and i was like that's cool Ooh, yeah because the problem with the problem with joe krasinski is it's it's it is too believable now that namor could steal his wife (laughs) now it's, it's like it's it's too obvious now there's not even drama there. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I'm going for the that, moment but... <laughs> that I saw him rise out of the water for the first time in that movie, I was like, "Oh, it's over. Oh, he's done. Yeah. It's over for Sue Storm. <laughs> like she is leaving that beanpole the second he rises out of the water and says, "I'm going to make you my bride. I'm going to take you to not Atlantis, and we are going to have beautiful mermaids." <laughs> Yeah, it's it's that whole like distracted boyfriend meme, but just like yeah, the reverse, exactly. just with Sue being like, <laughs> I I would actually love to see Tenoch Huerta and Diego Luna kind of go back and forth on screen. I think that'd be fun. That you would know, be also, really... just more Diego Luna is always good. Always a good sign, you know. I need to still watch totally it, agree. but I watched the first episode and I really liked it. Oh. It, it only gets better. From I know. There, I'm sure. Friend. I was just, I, I was so, so before we move good. on to X-Men, cause I do have to talk about this. I was like, this is not Star at, Wars. At some point we'll talk about it. the X-Men. I love that this is not yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, that's the best part. It's literally cyberpunk. And I was like, this is exactly what I've been wanting. There was a, uh, there was an episode of uh, the Mandalorian recently. Cause we're, we're a few episodes behind. Yeah. Uh, my I and, I, three, yeah. and we were watching it and, it's basically just an Andor episode. Really? Oh, like we we were like, wait a second, what? Wait, why is, is this good. suddenly an oh. Andor episode? <laughs> and then like it's bookended by two very Mandalorian things, gotcha. so that when it when the Andor piece of that ends, and all of a sudden it's like, bah, we're back to Mandalorian. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, that's right, that's what we're watching. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Hold on. Oh, okay. Like, I might ask for that episode. It's jarring. Then. I need. I might just watch that single episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just 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 keep your eye out for okay, sure okay but um i guess at some point we should talk about the x-men i guess so that let's is what talk the about the x-men <laughs> the title can be whatever we want troy <laughs> we, i haven't i haven't published this episode yet no i see i see it i see it in, i saw the notes you can't change <laughs> it i can't derail this entire thing <laughs> so troy i want to ask you this is kind of an x-may tradition with our guests mm-hmm. How were you introduced to the X-Men? Do you remember? I do, and it is so embarrassing. And I don't know if I want oh. I, I, I'll, I'll put fine. So I, I like I, <laughs> I, I watched the I watched the singer movies, obviously, as a kid. And I liked The right. Last Stand the most as a child. Because as children, oh, we like bad movies. We like terrible movies Fair. as kids. Um, Fair. But more because I liked The Last Stand because it had Juggernaut. And I was like, there's Juggernaut, <laughs> so I like it. And you, the only reason I liked Juggernaut was because I liked The Flash. And I thought Juggernaut was the equivalent of The Flash. I was a really stupid <laughs> kid, okay? I was a re- I was a very stupid kid because I read in the, in the Marvel encyclopedia that I had, it said, once he starts running, nothing can stop him. And I thought that meant he goes really fast. <laughs> and you fast. took that as super speed. <laughs> yes. And so, so I was very into The Last Stand as a kid, but more so, oh I was very into God. the, and Doug is going to love this. Doug, if you're listening, you're going to enjoy this. The Minimates, like, v- animated yes. short of the X-Men, which also had yeah. Juggernaut in it. Yeah. 
So basically what I'm saying is my childhood enjoyment of, of the X-Men relied heavily on my misunderstanding of Juggernauts. So I'm I'm pretty excited for uh, Grant Gustin to play Juggernaut in that's the MCU. That's perfect casting, everybody. <laughs> that seems like, that seems, that my like name is Kate Marco, <laughs> and I am the hardest man alive. <laughs> That feels like that feels like a misunderstanding that like one of those big clout tweeters would make be like here I'm gonna fake <laughs> like oh this is my fan cast for Juggernaut because he runs fast right because <laughs> he runs fast <laughs> it's be like it's gonna be one of those tick I I have to reiterate I'm not on TikTok but it's gonna be like on TikTok like one of those like did you know that the Juggernaut oh when he can't when he starts running he can't stop <laughs> which means he's faster than Quicksilver and every other speedster in the MCU. <laughs> Like I hate that you did the voice. Too, Follow for more really good. Marvel facts. I instant my brain said I got a hit. Not interested on this right away. <laughs> no. That's what you got to do. You and you can't wait on it because if you watch it for any amount of time, TikTok will be like, "Oh, you want more of this?" Then so you have to instantly be able to know this is gonna suck. <laughs> Whenever I make a TikTok, it is over for all of you. You don't understand. I genuinely think you'd be good on TikTok. A, I, well, we can talk about this later. I think you would be good at short form content as well. <laughs> we got to get the video going. Well, we got to get this. I'll, I'll set you up. I, at some point. At some point. I'm, I'm working on the backdrop You've got here. a backdrop. I'm now exactly. out of my bedroom. All you got to do so is just set up your phone. It's, you're good. It's, piece, it's piece by piece. Yeah. I'm just trying to I'm trying to fulfill my obligations to Troy Senpai, and I will continue to fight for my mentor. Thank you. So I that's that's so funny about juggernaut though that's because i mean as a kid like of course like it makes sense makes all the sense in the world and blame it on the marvel like... encyclopedia people i guess like <laughs> <laughs> and then that i can't really defend myself and then i guess because i didn't watch the, i didn't watch the the og animated series that was a little before my time mm. um yeah and i did watch Fuck. i just watched evolutions like last year and that's my favorite aka thing the now. best it's my X-Men cartoon exactly. Like it's my favorite thing, period. It's that I've so read good. or that I've experienced. Yeah, it's great. Um, like I, uh, I fucking love X Men Evolution. It's so good. Like holy crap. Um, and then I went through a big Deadpool phase, as we all did during high school. Did we all? Yeah. Big, <laughs> it, it, but like a dangerous Deadpool phase where I forgot that comics costed money, and I had the Marvel app. And I oh. and I was just oh next issue buy it oh next issue buy it next issue oh buy it. no so I so I read basically the entire Daniel Way run four dollars oh each God. and then I got the bill I was like oh no yikes <laughs> um, oh but yeah Daniel Way runs pretty cool it's pretty good so I guess it was worth yeah, it's it it's not bad it's not bad I mean it's no Jerry Duggan run yeah that's true yeah it's, it's all right. right. But uh, yeah, that's funny. That's that might be the best story we've had so oh, far. Well, I'm glad I could do that. I'm glad I got. Yeah. Glad I gave you that, that snippet for your TikTok. Because the there moment you, you were like, it, "Yeah, there we go." <laughs> Did you know that Troy, what, how he was introduced to the X Men was because he thought Juggernaut was the Flash. <laughs> set it up Follow for more. Set it up as that drama. We could get some, some. Oh, some yeah, be like, oh he's a fake fan. He shouldn't have his YouTube channel. <laughs> He doesn't understand. He's never read a comic book in his life. You're right. What's a comic book? I've only seen Smallville. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, have you have you watched any of uh, Superman and Lois? Uh, not the new season. No, I think no, not yet. Did I even finish season two? I didn't. Fuck. Because I just like I like I moved and I totally missed like. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to catch lots of stuff. There, there's there's borderline too many things really? to keep up with right now. Yeah. Uh, well, just in general, like for superhero stuff. Oh yeah. Just like because all the stuff you have to keep up with. Yeah. It's there's a lot. I'm still catching up myself on things. Um. But yeah, so X-Men in the film. Uh, before we get into kind of the main meat of X-Men in the MCU, I figured it would be good to get some context, some historical archiving of how X-Men in film came to be. Because I think I was definitely surprised, and I'm sure you might be surprised to know that the X-Men have been around since... The early 1960s, 1963, in fact, it is their current 60th birthday this year, and yet they didn't have a single film made about them until 2000. Until Hugh Jackman came along and said, I'm going to do this. (laughs) But don't put me in the costume. came to Hollywood and said, don't you dare give me that mask. (laughs) X-Man. That'd be so funny if they started with X-Man instead. Just did that did that look. Just Nate Gray, just yeah. like, I'm from Age of Apocalypse. I'm the cool hip cable. I would be I feel like the two thousands would have done that to be fair. Oh, one hundred percent. That's not You're like too far oh, off. fucking cable. Old man with a metal arm. That a soldier with a metal arm, that'll never catch on. Let's make X-Man. Let's make mutant Jesus. <laughs> But that, that's what he is. That's, what that's he is. who he is, yep. is mutant Jesus. <laughs> but uh, so some context for X-Men in film. The first attempt to make an X-Men film was by Orion Pictures way back in 1984. Uh, it was originally kind of based out of a screenplay written by famous comic book writers, Jerry Conway and Roy Thomas, <laughs> who had penned this very interesting idea and then it just didn't pan out as many things do for superhero films up until the late 90s the next attempt was a few years later uh by karolko i know i said that wrong karolko pictures uh this was from 1989 to 1990 uh stanley and chris claremont were writing the screenplay and it was going to be produced get this by james cameron that Makes a lot of sense because Cameron was also going to do Spider-Man around that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, It was going to be directed by Catherine Bigelow, who up till that point uh, had done Near Dark and was about to do Point Break, the first one, the good one. And initially, this their preliminary casting was going to involve Angela Bassett as Storm. Perfect. And Bob Hoskins as Wolverine. Can you imagine? That sounds so much fun. Hot off the heels of the Super Mario Bros. movie. <laughs> Bob Hoskins <laughs> as Wolverine. <laughs> the only thing I really enjoy about that is that he's a short, hairy king. And yeah. we have not had that for Wolverine yet. Yeah. Uh, but... I I love the idea of this. That's Again, so it kind of like fell a, apart. It's like Danny DeVito is Wolverine in this next one. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I started slashing. <laughs> and 
<laughs> and so that died as well in 1990. And then four years later, 20th Century Fox got their hands on the X-Men property and decided we are going to put this together. Uh, the first draft was written by Andrew Kevin Walker, who at that point was famous for uh, Seven, Eight Millimeter, Sleepy Hollow. And the X-Men lineup consisted of Cyclops, Gene, Iceman, Beast, Angel, your, your starting five, your, your, your all-stars, uh, and would, over the course of the film, have Xavier recruit Wolverine to join the team. Oh. The Brotherhood would consist of Magneto, Sabretooth, Toad, sounds familiar, but also have Troy's favorite Juggernaut, uh, as the fastest man alive. Yeah, Greg and his They actually his cast John Wesley's they cast <laughs> John Wesley ship as him. <laughs> John Wesley ship is the juggernaut. I need it. I need it now. He could still do it. He could still do it. I want juggernaut with the Jake Eric hat on top. <laughs> Just hey, be like, I'm up. the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> and he just runs. He wore, uh, hey, he, wore also, that big, he wore that big helmet in uh at the Flash season the, two finale. <laughs> in Flash right. two. It, it's been, oh it's been history god, in the making. Oh my god. <laughs> he did, he had that metal helmet, they had the latches. They had the actual latches on it, they couldn't get it open. <laughs> Is that what it is? Is CW Flash is the reason it was so so successful? Is because it was just X Men? Well, no, it's just Juggernaut. They just said we're gonna it's make a we're gonna, we are gonna make a Juggernaut show. And WWE said we're we gonna... don't own that. They're already doing Legion over there. We can't do another X Men show. Here, do you want the Flash? And Grant Gustin walked into the offices <laughs> and said, "I want to play Juggernaut." So we are making this show, and they're like. There is a precedent set for this. Well, Way yeah. back in the day, John Wesley Ship. <laughs> hey, hey, you're thing. the guy from Glee, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yep. And once I start running, I can't stop. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Juggernaut would also be teamed up with Blob, which I think is hilarious. Okay. Uh, the two of them would be like a two-man power trip. That's fun. It would be the muscle of the Brotherhood. Uh, but there would be a third party of Gyric and Trask. You know them, you love them. They got them some Sentinels. Ooh. They would be three eight-foot-tall Sentinels. Just uh, eight feet. Okay, that feels a little underwhelming. You, you got me hyped up with Sentinels. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Just a foot taller than Shaq. Just, just a, three Shaqs. Just a couple predators. Running around <laughs> trying to exterminate your race. <laughs> That is terrifying, though. That is. Um, can you imagine three shacks running oh, at you down a dark alley? God. <laughs> Fucking terrifying. <laughs> Shouting mutant located. Uh, but the big thing that I think is interesting about this is that just like what the X-Men films would eventually be known for, uh, their lore was steeped in historical fact. Magneto, it would be revealed, was the cause of the Chernobyl disaster. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's so. Uh, okay, you had me and then you lost me. I know. 
So uh, HBO Max, just count your lucky stars <laughs> that you made your Chernobyl it's actually, series actually before is, Magneto actually, could get yeah, his hands on. Yeah, we're gonna, that's, that's who they're going to cast as Magneto, and then it's going to be a whole problem. They're going to get somebody from that show. <laughs> and they're going to be like, oh, it's a tie-in. HBO <laughs> oh, Max is now part of the MCU. Oh, no. <laughs> now it's Succession part of the MCU? <laughs> oh, no. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Okay. <laughs> um, so obviously this first draft did not move very far. Which brings us to the second draft, which was written by Leda Calogridis, uh, known for Shutter Island, as well as being the principal writer on the Birds of Prey TV show. Okay. Y'all remember the Birds of Prey TV show? Because I do. You got to stop doing this thing where you get me interested and then you lose me. <laughs> because you said Shutter I'm, Island. I'm practicing like, my TikTok. I, you're really I'm practicing my TikTok. <laughs> I get you interested, and then I feed you shit that you're not I, interested. Because I like I like Shutter Island, and then oh boy, that Birds of Prey show. I think one of the few people in the world who say he's seen it, and it does not like it. it, 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 it. Oh boy, I watched it. Oh, I funny. remember when they had Batgirl fight Harley Quinn as tattoos, all the things she said, oh, blared on in the background. Um, but they got Mark Hamill as Joker to shoot Barbara in the opening scene or whatever, the opening. They sure did. Oh, boy. Woof. What a... uh, What a show. So, and and Helena Wayne Huntress was an animorph, basically. Yeah. Uh, Lots of fun stuff. Lots (laughs) of fun stuff. But uh, the second draft uh, carried over a lot from the first draft, but also featured a Wolverine and Storm romance as well as Magneto trying to turn Manhattan into a mutant homeland. So he's he was going to try and he was going to try and man of steel it. He was going to turn uh, Metropolis into the perfect breeding ground for Kryptonians. Great. Awesome. <laughs> I don't even know what So obviously that second draft had some notes. Yeah. Uh the third draft, however, was written by uh Michael Chabon, who is the showrunner for Star Trek Picard. Okay. And his draft featured the X-Men being Xavier, Cyclops, Jean, Nightcrawler, Beast, Iceman, and Storm, with a B-plot focusing on Wolverine and Jubilee. And the big thing with this, no villains. Oh. No villains in this first movie. It's just introducing everybody. Interesting. And the villains would come in the second movie. So what would... Ha- like what would would it just be like a political thing or oh okay that's all we know <laughs> I I think it would I think it that's really all we know like I think it would probably involve like introducing the idea of the quote unquote mutant menace yeah um introducing the characters kind of bringing them together trying to solve something uh the, I mean the idea like it springs to mind is kind of very uh, Umbrella Academy yeah in that way and that's what it just it's got like just people on different which I still think might be the best x-men show that we've had it's so good dude. it's so good it's insane it's so fucking good. i love it i love that show to death yeah um the fourth draft which was very uh very short-lived was written by ed solomon with revisions by john logan and james uh sheamus uh very similar stuff from the third draft but just kind of tweaking things here and there and then we come to the final draft which was written uh, from a story by Brian Singer and Tom DeSanto, and was written by two main people: Christopher McQuarrie, oh, who voluntarily had his name removed from the credits, 
as well as no i'm serious that's this, so funny. This legit that's so what funny. happened metal as hell <laughs> um and speaking of metal the actual writing credit do you know off the top of your head who has the screenplay for x-men for that first x-men movie like i feel like you're gonna say like barack obama or something something crazy like at this rate troy you hit the nail on the head it was in fact future president barack obama who wrote about the x-men no it's david hater interesting david hater of solid snake fame he wrote he has the primary screenplay credit for that first x-men movie that's crazy Wait, has he written anything? Does he write other movies? I'm assuming. Okay, because that would be crazy. I haven't if, checked to be if honest. It's just like Metal Gear, and then wrote X Men. <laughs> That's his list. That's his. And identity. then went back to Metal <laughs> went Gear. Back to Metal Gear. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Truly, the '90s and early 2000s, like that's the blueprint for that period of time. <laughs> so funny is David Hayter. Holy crap. But yeah, so eventually that did get made into X-Men. We got th- we got more or less four different categories with this X-Men uh, in the fox Iverse. Uh, the first trilogy from 2000 to 2006 is X-Men, X2, X-Men United, which is the real title. It's not just X-Men 2, people. Uh, no, as it's well just as X-Men X2. The Last Stand. On, it's just X2. No, it's, it's X2, the sequ- it's the X-Men sequel. United. It's the sequel to, to Ty West's 2022 movie X. <laughs> we all know that. And the, <laughs> and the triple X and is, it is the third the one. Triple X, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? I didn't know how I was going to feel about them recasting Professor Xavier to be Vin Diesel, but I think it worked. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, uh, think Mia Goth is a really good Wolverine. <laughs> the things I do for my country. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So that was the original trilogy. We then had the Wolverine trilogy, which took place from 2009 to 2017, including everyone's favorite X-Men Origins Wolverine, (laughs) The Wolverine, and Logan. Uh, The reboot era consists of four films uh, from 2011 to 2019. That's X-Men First Class, X-Men Days of Future Past, X-Men Apocalypse, and just Dark Phoenix. No X-Men required. Hey, there's a little circle over uh, the X we... logo. That's how you know. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. <laughs> uh, and then we had three spinoff films in between 2016 and 2020, that being Deadpool and its sequel, Deadpool 2, as well as New Mutants. So that comprises the, the past era of X-Men films. Now, Troy, we, uh, we've, we've now moved into dangerous territory. Because before we look at the future of the X-Men, we got to do a retrospective on the past here. And we have to rank the oh, XCU, oh, the X-Men films. I did this. I did, I did this when uh, Dark Phoenix came out years ago. And I have rewatched some of these films. I'm a busy person. I haven't rewatched all yeah. these films. But I have my list here. Troy brought his list. We are going to be ranking all 13 films from best to worst. Uh, do you want to do your list first or you want me to go through mine? Uh, I guess I could. Well, my, my obviously my best one is X for the last day because it has Juggernaut. Um, <laughs> the Flash, the, the fastest man alive. Yes. And that Deadpool 2 is, is right <laughs> below it because that also has the Flash. 
Um, no, let me pull up my let me pull up my good old letterbox here. Uh, we're doing best to worst, or we do worst to best. Uh, start with worst and go to best. Okay, okay. Uh, at the bottom, to no one's surprise, I think uh, I've got X Men Origins Wolverine. Um, I cannot stand that movie. I, mean, I again, I haven't. To be fair, I haven't seen it in since I watched it, but I've never mm-hmm. play. I've never played a video game tie-in that is so That's leagues so much better, better than the actual movie. And then when the game tries <laughs> to do the movie, is when it gets bad. I like. I, I think that's pretty telling of the movie. So um, that one's uh, zero juggernauts out of ten, then. Exactly. So, so actually, <laughs> let me preface my list because I'm starting to think of this. I break mine down into not great, pretty decent, enjoyable times to really like really good. Like there's there's some of these movies out here are insanely good. Um, so. Mm-hmm. In the first category, because I don't, I'm not good at ranking things. Because the the next day, because I looked at this list this morning, I was like, oh, I'm gonna move Logan up one, but like, nice. it doesn't matter, you know. Um, so I've got Wolverine on the bottom, and then above that, like, this is where the hot takes are coming in. I've got Apocalypse right above Wolverine. Um, oh, because okay. I don't, I don't hate it, but I don't remember a single thing from it, except from yeah. the fact that Jubilee had zero lines <laughs> and they cast Still, a lot of Condor me. and she looks perfect cast perfect casting and they just background extra <laughs> and they hyped her up have you ever watched the uh the little commercial yeah it's that great that's the best Xavier's? thing that came out of this it's movie perfect. that's the best thing that came out of the fox x-men um so i got apocalypse there it's not bad but and i like i really do like the 80s setting i love the 80s setting yes they just don't same. use it well um, and I wish they had no. stayed in the eighties. I think that would have been fun. Um, and then above that, I've got last stand. Cause I just watched last stand last year and I, f- what your favorite? I know. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, cause if you cut out all the scenes with juggernaut, it's very like, it's, it's, I don't know. There's there. I like one scene. <laughs> I again from juggernaut scenes. I like one scene in X-Men last stand and that's everything with angel. I really like the stuff with angel. I love what they did with him. Interesting. Because I don't know, because yeah. like like the queer metaphor like really hit me as a child. And I was like, For cool. Sure. Um, but the rest of it I'm like, I've fallen asleep during this. I cannot do this. Um <laughs> and then above that is the hot take of Dark Phoenix. It's not great, but it's at least okay. consistently not great. I'm like, it's I, I think I gave it I think I gave it like a little bit like pity. Because everybody, when it came out, was like, "This is the worst movie that's ever existed." That like they treated it like it was like the plague, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, it's fine. It's like I've seen worse. I've seen worse X Men movies. I don't know, you guys. I it's I I I like the cast still. I don't know what to tell you. Um, and above that is New Mutants, another movie that I think was overhated because way overhated, way overhated." Because it is a aside from some of the problematic casting elements with um with some of the characters and like like some of the the, yeah. the, the racial elements and stuff, I think it's a pretty fun horror movie, which is what it was going for. And if it mm-hmm. wasn't, if it didn't have the reputation of being like delayed so many times, I think it would have been enjoyed a lot more. Especially if it yeah, especially totally if it came out before the Fox buyout, you know, because that's right. the other thing. Once the Fox buyout happened, people just gave up. 
it's it, yeah. it's it which seems, sounds very familiar with the with Shazam and stuff too. Um, yes, hundred percent. Yeah, and then I will admit X X Men One and X Men Two. I have sorry sorry X Two X Men X Men United. Um, I haven't seen them in forever. <laughs> I haven't seen them in the mm-hmm. longest time. I remember liking them, but Brian Singer really sucks. So I'm just putting them a little bit lower. But that's it. But sorry, that's yep. so New Mutants is the start of the. They're pretty good. It's a pretty good time. That's my tier list. Yeah, um, for sure. X Men, X Men One and X Men Two, kind of right next to each other because I don't really remember them too well. But I remember think they're good. They're mm-hmm. fine movies. They're pretty enjoyable. Yeah, they're fine. And then I've got the Wolverine. I really like the Wolverine. I think it's fun. I think like the last act is rough, but I like the kind of vibe of it. Yeah. I like I, I it's. Again, if you compare the three solo Wolverine movies, they only got better. <laughs> so it's true. Um, it's so true. And I like the cast of the Wolverine and stuff. And then we go to the good ones, which I think Days of Future Past is great. I love Days of Future Past. Again, Brian Singer sucks, but it is his best one. Yeah. Um, and then I've got Deadpool. I know it's like a little, maybe because I watched it in high school. I loved it. Mm-hmm. It's very high schooly, but I loved it. Yes. Um, and then to pull, I think Deadpool two is like the good progression of it, you know, and like the emotions yeah. of it. I really like the emotions of Deadpool two, even though it's a little bit messier. And Juggernaut's in that, so <laughs> he sure makes is. it objectively better. He sure is. <laughs> um, and then I, First Class and Logan are like really even for me. I love both of them. Yeah. Like obviously there there's some elements the the, tw- the tweets. About first class, about hey, remember the time they killed the one character? <laughs> if I see that one more time, I'm gonna explode. <laughs> and it's true; it's a correct. Just take. like him. <laughs> hey, hey, no, he turned to stone and crumbled. Shit, you're right. You're yeah, right. Sorry. Hang on, get your facts straight. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I love first class, and Logan is yeah. obviously phenomenal. So, like, both of them can go fifty-fifty for me on like what my favorite one is. You know. And I also like Deadpool 2 gotcha. a lot. Nobody gives Deadpool 2 credit. I'm, I'll defend Deadpool 2. Again, because I had a Deadpool phase, so maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, but more importantly, you, you're still in your juggernaut phase. Exactly. I never left. He, it's he not a, a phase, Mom. He's a, <laughs> as he puts the helmet on, it goes to the mall. <laughs> my, bro- my brother is Captain uh, Picard. <laughs> Uh, so, so um i like your list it's completely wrong but it's yes, i like your list uh <laughs> uh my list yeah uh has at the very bottom hate to do this x-men last stand that's fair um it was uh i mean it does have juggernaut which is it objectively <laughs> makes it a good movie it, okay um, also, it also has kitty pride and like that also raised it just a little bit it does me. have kitty pride and i yes. love kitty and elliot I loved page Elliot's. was yeah. great yes, in that um i'm trying to think of what else happened in that movie uh <laughs> the cure stuff that was dark like phoenix again yeah 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 you know, mutant cure Oh, hey, uh, Magneto lifts up the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. That was cool. James Marsden dies. Um, James Marsden dies, which yeah. is fine, I guess. Um, I liked I liked him as Cyclops. I don't know if that's the hot take. I, I don't I like his writing. I didn't like him as Cyclops, but I like him. I like him. I don't like his writing. I like his. I like him as the yeah. casting. Because also I Same. see in every interview he mentions X-Men, and I think that's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> 
He's like, well, I was, he really I was on wants X-Men. them to try again. He was like, well, when I was on X Men, they, hey, you know, I, 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 they asked him about the stunts. He's like, well, I did my own stunts for X Men, so it's not that new for me, actually. I think that's his, I love that. He, he fucking, he's, <laughs> I 100% if I was in his shoes and I got to play the best X Man ever, Cyclops, mm-hmm. I would 100% do the same thing. Yeah. Oh, you mean second best? Like, I, is the best. Oh, you my, my mistake. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree. But like, one A and one B. Uh, so above Last Stand, I have X-Men Origins. I have a fondness for this movie because I was one of the people, and uh, just for legal purposes, I have to say that I don't condone this, but I was one of the people who got to watch the leaked half-finished previs version, which is hysterical to watch. Oh, I didn't know that even uh, Because it's before... Oh, yeah, they leaked it probably like two or three months before the film was out. That's so funny. And none of the effects are done. That's so funny. So it's like just polygons anytime there's like a plane or like... And I, my dad and I watched the shit out of that so many times. And like the wires are still on Ryan Reynolds when he's doing his flippy thing. Uh, It's incredible. It's it's watching a theater production oh, of X Men Origins Wolverine. So, okay, that and it's that, incredible. I, get that now. I want to watch that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right above that, hot take: the first X Men movie. I do not think it has aged particularly well. The effects are very bad. Um, they're almost as bad as Thor: Love and Thunder. If you want a bar for how bad those okay. effects look now. But this has the uh, excuse for being a 23-year-old movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the X-Men's there. Uh, right above that, I have Apocalypse. Like you said, it's not a terrible movie. And there was a lot of promise with the 80s aesthetic. Um, I love Gene. I love Gene and Scott and getting them in there. Um, it does that really fun thing that the X-Men movies love to do where it's like, we're going to put them in comic accurate costumes at the end of the movie. <laughs> and then by the next movie, they're wearing black again. Jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I actually, I did like Ty Sheridan as Cyclops. Um, yeah. There was, uh, there is, I think a lot of promise with this young cast, obviously Alana Condor is Jubilee. I loved it. Um, and I, you know, we we took a little bit, but we got Oscar Isaac doing fun Marvel stuff, I guess. Uh, but it's okay now because he's Moon Knight. He's Moon Knight. He's, he's yeah. Moon Knight. I can't remember my waking days <laughs> versus my dreams. Uh. <laughs> uh, so we have that at least, I guess. Um, right above that, Dark Phoenix uh dark phoenix i genuinely believe is better than the first x-men movie uh the score it slaps it's yeah. still one of hans zimmer's best scores um again i love that cast yeah. uh we did get to see uh jennifer lawrence get exactly what she wanted out of those x-men movies which is to die and leave them <laughs> <Finally>. behind <laughs> oh god i um but and I I loved the the callback to the X jackets from Morrison's X Men yeah. uniforms. Thought those were cool. Um, that this should have just been. I mean, uh, what's her name? Chastain should have just been Emma Frost. Yeah, they've recast so many people at this point. Why not another? Should have been a Hellfire Club thing. 
instead of the nameless aliens yeah. that oh, never God. get named. I didn't even like those them. aliens never get named Jesus. in the entire film. <laughs> so funny. We still don't know who they are. <laughs> does wait? Does, uh, does Jessica Chastain ever get named too? Because I remember watching it, be like, "What was her name?" <laughs> I don't remember. Okay, if they did fair. name her, okay. I don't remember. <laughs> but I'm going to go off the assumption that they just didn't. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, above that, New Mutants, like you said, got way more hate than it deserves. And it's actually a really fun, really fun horror movie. Yeah. I love the castings. Yeah. Everyone who's cast in that is like, yes, obviously, there are a lot of problems when it comes to the the racial uh racial representation and some of the casting choices should probably should have had at least two or three more passes before yeah. we decided on a finalized cast. But, uh, Anya Taylor joy as magic is wonderful. Yeah. I think she was really well cast. Um, I can, it's the stranger things kid as cannonball. Yeah. I think he's great casting. He's really good. Um, I like Maisie a lot. I like Maisie. Yeah. I Maisie just, is, uh, as Ronnie also, not to interrupt you, this is like one of the only times we've had like a legitimate gay couple who was like shown yes! to be a relationship and shown like In not the just film. yeah exactly like like this is true representation. And I was like, With this Danny is and really Ronnie, good. like yeah, it was great. Come on, yeah. And we also got to see Lockheed, which obviously you know he's he's no juggernaut, but Lockheed's <laughs> pretty fucking amazing, personally. Um, right above that, I have Deadpool two. Um, I think it's a really solid film. I, to the fucking love Josh Brolin as Cable. I think that's one of the best casting we've gotten in superhero media, um, as well as Zazie Beetz as yes. Domino, who oh my God. watches it. Yeah. She's so good. She's if they so don't good. bring that over, mm-hmm. like I can understand Josh Brolin of it all, yeah. but Zazie Beetz needs more Domino. Absolutely. Like slap her on X Force. Yeah, give me that uncanny X Force movie. Um, so that's really fun. Above that, I have X Two. Uh, again, the Brian Singer of it all, but X Two is X Men United. Uh, is one of the, I think it's the it's the premier X Men movie for a reason. Adapting one of the best uh, stories and God loves man kills. Um, it's got it all. It's got it all, and it's got you know what's his name from Succession. And there is William Stryker. Oh, like, yeah. He's he's phenomenal. I think I will say, I need because I've only seen X-Men 2 once. And it was when I was a child during my juggernaut phase. And then they kept jump scaring me <laughs> with the like with all the needles and stuff during his during his uh during his nightmares and stuff. During Wolverine's nightmares. And I remember just being like, this oh, is too yeah, scary. Right. I'm so scared right now. And so I think that might have like pushed it a little bit further down. <laughs> I will say it does have one of the cattiest scenes i've ever seen in a superhero film where they're sitting in the jet and magneto and mystique are fucking kikiing just like laughing it up and they look over and rogue like sees them and they're and and just ian mckellen sir ian mckellen's delivery of this line he just goes we just love what we what you've done with your hair (laughs) and i was just like you motherfucker You're the shadiest queens in this entire jet. It's so good. It's so funny. It's incredible. I love it so much. Um, right above that, Deadpool. There is a certain magic yeah. that this Deadpool movie has where it wasn't supposed to happen and then it did. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, obviously it is fed into, you know, everyone else's, you know, later stage Deadpool phase uh, to varying degrees of, come on, dude. But I, I like it. And I still think that as a smaller budgeted superhero film, it checks all the boxes. Exactly. Um, it's it's wonderful for what it was. It really, really is a great movie. Um, right above that, I've got the Wolverine. I freaking love Wolverine. Yeah. I think that well, anytime Wolverine goes to Japan is a great time. Yeah. And it's just it makes the most sense that it would be the best. I I still believe, and we've talked about this on the book club sometimes. Uh, shout out to Malcolm that we believe that this is the best Wolverine film. Logan is a much better film, but this is the best Wolverine film. Yeah, I agree with that. And like you said, the last half, I mean, the last, I mean, last third of the movie kind of falls apart. Yeah. Where he fights against not Ironmonger. (laughs) It's not great. Yeah. Slash Super Shredder from the mid-2000s Ninja Turtles movies. But there's the train fight, but I feel like that equals that equals that train train insane. It's so cool. And honestly, the funeral fight is also really good and underrated. Great movie. No, it's a good movie. Great movie. I I I would I would say four out of five juggernauts. (laughs) Definitely. Um right right above that I have Logan. Um it's it was the end well, it was the end of that character. Uh, before Deadpool three, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo yeah, again. Yeah, it's me, Wolverine. Um, but as a send off for that character, even though it's not specifically Hugh Jackman's version of the character, nor is it technically from the universe of X, it's we still Who have knows? no answers. But I that's don't okay. Care. I don't care. It's a good movie. The entire movie is carried by Daphne Kane as X twenty three as Laura. Yeah, she crushes that. And if there is a possibility for her to get pulled across, do it. I would love that. Do it. Yeah. Do it, MCU, you cowards. You won't. Just do it. But right right above that, obviously, the only two ones that aren't uh, I haven't spoken about yet. And like Troy said with his picks, like neck and neck for me, it's first class and Days of Future Past. As a two-part oh. thing, first class setting up that past era, I'm a sucker for 60s mod. Yeah. Like, I just love that shit. And McAvoy, Fassbender, um, even Rose McGowan as yeah. uh, Moira. Really good. Um, it's it's just incredible. And for them to say, we're not going to use the original five yeah. except for Beast. And we're just going to go with Havoc and Banshee. I just, I just, I, it's really cool. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Yeah. And then Days of Future. No, go ahead. No, I just, I love First Class. I absolutely, like, that was, one of, First Class yeah. was one of the first movies I've ever seen in the theater. And, like, the second I walked out of the theater, not, not the first movie I've ever seen in the theater, first movie I've ever seen. And then while I'm, as I'm walking out of the theater, I'm like, <laughs> he I watched, gotta turn He the- watched X Men The Last Stand <laughs> and, and then, then immediately right- <laughs> watched First Class. <laughs> I only watch X Men movies in the theater. And he was like, where's <laughs> Juggernaut? <laughs> Um, Professor X is there. Where's his brother? <laughs> um, it was the first movie, one of the first movies I've ever like. I I walked out of it. And I was like, I gotta turn around. I want to watch this immediately again. I was like, this was like it's it hit me in a way. I was like, I love this movie. It's great. Yeah. And it's the director of Kickass and the first Kingsman. 
because Second Kingsman and Third Kingsman didn't happen. Those movies were good. The two. I, <laughs> I I I still like to think of the Second Kingsman just because we got um, Mark Strong singing "Take Me Home, Country That's Roads." Fair. That's fair. As well as Pedro Pascal with a laser whip. That's true. Um, that, King, those are the two things. Okay. Circle is fine. It's it's okay. It's messy. It's okay. Yeah. But you're right. But uh, the rest of that, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love first class, but now, now you've got me thinking that opening scene in, in first class where, uh, a young Charles Xavier meets Mystique for the first time there's in the ju- kitchen. There's juggernaut somewhere. <laughs> Two floors up, <laughs> sleeping soundly in his bed is juggernaut. He's still, he's got the helmet on too. His crank goes he's got the helmet on with the little body <laughs> in his jam jams with his helmet. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, obviously, Days of Future Past as well. It is the quintessential uh, X-Men movie. Yeah. Time travel. Killer robots. <laughs> rules that don't make sense. JFK Wolverine. for some reason. JFK. <laughs> JFK. The five ingredients for any X-Men property to be successful. <laughs> uh but yeah it's it's just a great movie yeah. i love time travel stories uh this is where we got our first evan peters quicksilver yeah. which is still unmatched by every evan peters quicksilver appearance following this yeah um did they even do one in dark Phoenix? Then, i can't remember did they do like a little fun he fun? was he, i know he, he was, was in it he, but did they do like did, the fun moment the fun music thing I don't they didn't do the fun music thing okay. because Hans Zimmer was going too hard on That's the soundtrack. But fair. he did do when uh, when Jean's doing the uh, her Dark Phoenix stuff. That's right. He like goes slow mo and he like runs on top of like the scraps of a house before she unceremoniously just impales him with a lot of pieces of wood. It's gotta be hard um, to be a Quicksilver fan. Maybe he's alive. <laughs> Who knows? Who's to say? Oh, he was in Wandavision. Remember? Who's, who's to- <laughs> That was not the same person you know. <laughs> what are you talking about? I didn't watch the finale. <laughs> Who's Ralph Boner? <laughs> Ask your parents when you grow up. They'll they'll explain. Uh, um, but yeah, I I think that that those two lists are are definitive for the two of us exactly. uh, honestly, every other list as well like like because i chunk mine so much our chunks were in vaguely basically the same thing i need to rewatch yeah. that too basically but uh no yeah I, I totally agree like like the peak of the x old x-men movies are great like they have been yeah. they've been surpassed a lot of what other superhero movies have been able to do these days for sure and then the, and the visual valleys, style of them yeah i love it um and then when they get bad, they get, oh boy, they get real yeah. bad. <laughs> oh man, do they get bad? Yeah. So now with all of that out of the way, all that history, let's talk about X Men and the MCU because they're coming. We know they're coming. Some point, allegedly, probably after Secret Wars. Yeah. Who knows? Once Who's the to say? once the contracts are, are up, because that's that's the real reason <laughs> yeah. we haven't had them. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't know if you were gonna, we were going to wait on this this bomb drop, but the reason we haven't had them for so long is because all the old Fox actors are still under contract to play their characters. <laughs> and so, They're like, still getting that money. Yeah, but it's it's it still doesn't explain like why don't bring why not bring in a character that wasn't in the other movies. 
Why don't we have a kitty? I don't think Elliot's under contract anymore. Where's Kitty Pride? So. Where's Juggernaut? Where's Juggernaut? <laughs> we'll get Grant Gustin on the phone. <laughs> I want Grant Gustin Juggernaut to fight Namor <laughs> and just to see what happens. I want Juggernaut to race Makari from the Eternals <laughs> and find out who really is the fastest <laughs> person alive in the I, MCU. I, I, I'm going to go public again on Twitter and I'm going to make it. I'm going to make a clout tweet. That's just who's faster, <laughs> Juggernaut or Makari. It'll, be, it'll, be, it'll just be the two, I, two pictures of them. It'll be like, this matchup would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> and just watch watch people's brains explode trying to do the math on that. Like, okay, but he doesn't stop moving. And if he doesn't stop moving, it doesn't matter how fast she's moving. Like if, if he keeps does, adding does it, speed, he can keep going faster. That's what I'm that he saying. he can lap her? Is he fast enough? <laughs> can he can he time travel can he go back to the beginning of their fight i think we need to redo juggernaut we gotta redo days of future past except it's just juggernaut (laughs) it's just juggernaut (laughs) days of future juggernauts (laughs) we got a no way home it then we get whoever we get grant gustin is the current juggernaut he's the tom holland and then we We have to bring back vinnie jones vinnie jones and he's the toby and then we get that big cgi one Genuinely, when Deadpool 2 came out, my only problem was I wish there was more Juggernaut. I remember Same. like writing that down and being like, man, I wish we got like at least like one real Juggernaut scene. <laughs> and and we'll we'll have them we'll have all three of them join up on the top of uh Grant Gustin Juggernaut's high school. <laughs> and and uh, they'll say, and I said, I'm the juggernaut bitch, and all of them know. All of them know. How do you know that? that? How do you know that? Because Uncle Ben my, said. My brother Charles told me this the day he died. You're the juggernaut bitch. Well, Kevin Feige, make it happen. Kev, Kev, when we uh, when we have our our next dinner, uh, I'm I'm just get ready. I'm gonna pitch you this. <laughs> juggernaut no run home <laughs> um <laughs> so for b- besides we're, we're gonna set our uh our juggernaut of three earths yeah that's aside. another episode we gotta yeah. um that's that's a whole nother check we your juggernaut out the door that. yeah <laughs> take your helmet off and hang it on the little hook <laughs> um we have uh my my first thing that I want to talk about is the stories that we could adapt from the comics. Cause the MCU likes to take stories, remix them. I think the best example is probably civil war where they made it maybe twice as good as the comic. Who knows? Maybe yeah. three times. It's unclear. <laughs> um, but there are some comics that I think would be worth looking at, whether you're talking about just like as an overarching thing or just for that first film, um first class by jeff parker and roger cruz super good it's a comic basically just dealing with the original five doing like a modernized version of it um pretty classic just goes over their classic stuff it's the 05 like 
I think if you are trying to make them like, oh, they're this like new phenomenon thing, that that'd be a pretty good way to go. Um, also, giant size X Men in that same vein. Yeah, just because giant sized introduced the second class. Uh, it's more. It's it's better for representation yeah. because the original five, if you were not aware, are all incredibly white bread <laughs> until one of them is blue bread and one one gets moldy and it becomes blue yes <laughs> yeah. um it's written by len ween art by dave cockerham um and i think that it would be cool yeah. to have them be like yeah there was an x-men that's what i've been looking for yeah and then the island ate them so we're gonna go see what happened <laughs> as they're recruiting new people and i think i think it'd be fun i think it'd be fun um mutant massacre by Claremont uh, and the two Simonsons with art by uh, John Romita and uh, Sal Buscema. Uh, this was kind of the first big like Avengers and X-Men team up dealing with the Morlocks and stuff. So I think Morlocks are rad. Morlocks rule. So maybe get them together and we'll we'll talk about some some stuff, some social issues that everyone loves to talk about. And there's never any controversy. Never. Uh, but f- there are three ideas that I thought were really interesting, and I want to get your your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Hox Pox. Yeah. Because there's a lot that's being done with the X Men comics right now. Um, there is the potential to bring them in that way, though I kind of feel like you have to build to something like yes. that. Yeah. Because like the whole, oh, the mutants are finally on top and they're like, they've got their own island and they're now like a world superpower really only hits as hard if you have been with them through all of the yeah. torment and all of the prejudice that they've dealt with. What do you think? I I, I definitely agree with you. I think... My my like perfect pitch is like what you're saying, like giant size, and then building to the Hickman Hoxpox stuff, um, and then mm-hmm. with a little bit of like Grant Morrison run in there, because uh, those are for sure because the Grant Morrison one's also really good, and I want Grant Morrison representation, hundred percent. Um, yeah, and I think like the history of the X Men, it, it, it like they were reliant on history. Like you can't just like, yeah. the biggest issue right now that I think the MCU is struggling with is how do you even bring in the mutants in a way that fits into this universe like easily for like general people to understand it, but also allows for the potential story. Cause I think if you just start saying, Oh, now mutants are showing up and now the X-Men are a thing and you don't have that historical, like, like, like the connection to history, especially with like a character like Magneto yeah. and, and, and Wolverine and stuff like you lose kind of everything that makes them interesting. Um, or not, not everything. And but you, you and lose, you lose why, why it's important exactly. that Hoxbox happens. Yeah. So, but I do think Hoxbox is because like X-Men comics are really hard to get into. Like even as like a veteran comic reader, they're not mm-hmm. easy because it's so long. Notoriously it's so, so like, like it's, it's really just kind of Claremont, uh, Gra- Grant Morrison, and then Hoxbox, you know, or like yeah. sort of the jumping off points. And Hoxbox is a modern jumping off point for a lot of new readers. And so sure. if the movies were to adapt that, that could get a lot of people theoretically, cause cause the MCU never doesn't really care about the comics, but if the MCU wanted yeah. to care about the comics, that'd be a really good way to get good comic sales and get people up to date on modern X-Men comics. Um, yeah. and I think, totally yeah, you're agree. right. It's just, how do you, how do you build to that in a way that's natural and allows for that sort of like, 
like like how much do you need to show of their prejudice and how much you need to show of their history because i think you need to show it a lot but yeah yeah and how can they you know totally Um, agree yeah um and speaking of that point there's another one that i mean i've always i will continue to gush about how much i love astonishing the astonishing run was my first x-men run um the writer is not a good person, but the art by John Cassidy is incredible okay. and it's amazing. And it was the next run after Grant Morrison wrapped up their run, oh. which kind of turned them into superheroes again. Gotcha. Um, so that could be a way to do that. Um, and I think it being kind of the juxtaposition to what I would say was a very Morrison influenced X-Men Fox era with their their black leather yeah. and their serious serious conversations, <laughs> um, it would be a good way to differentiate the two X Men properties. That's true. And then I had this wild idea because I'm going to say House of M, and House of M is an odd thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because for those of you who know House of M, it's Scarlet Witch creating this utopic, that's not a word, is it? This utopia of a, of a world where mutants are on top instead of humans. And the mutants are kind of lorded over or, you know, presided over by the uh, Magneto family. What I surmise, what I would like to push forward is the idea that House of M is established as a prequel to the entire MCU. And that when Wanda or whatever at the very end of the movie goes, no more mutants, boom, we get the MCU, which does not have mutants in it. It would, I have no idea if it would work, but it would be very interesting. I like that a lot. It'd be like the reason we don't have it. I think the MCU timeline is so messed up in terms of like, we didn't have like, like I, f- I fully believe that if they were to reboot right now and like start from scratch with all the characters that they have, it would, it could be like the best mm. thing ever, but because they started without sure. X-Men, Fantastic Four or Spider-Man, like so much was built around Avengers and so much yeah. history is like, you're not allowed to do much with the, the interesting characters. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, I'm not a much of an Avengers guy. <laughs> the uh, interesting characters. <laughs> Um, sorry for Captain America. I like Captain America a lot. Um, but um, oh, yeah. no, I think that that'd be really interesting because then there's also the flip side of that, and this they might do this. This I I like your idea much better because that sounds far more interesting. But I'm gonna I think the the thing that they will do is they're gonna do the opposite, and she's just gonna say no, comma more mutants, <laughs> more mutants, and people, everyone's gonna go. The MCU fans are going to go crazy for it because they're going to be like, look, it's like the comics. And that's all. It's, that's the only that, similarity. I weep for all the people in those screenings. Oh, jeez. In, in those movie theaters when she says that and it suddenly becomes a fucking roller coaster it's, ride. It seems like it's going to be the John Krasinski casting of, of movie lines where yeah. a bunch of people yeah. bullied a bunch of people into letting it happen. It's like it's a fa- it feels like a fan theory. It's it feels like remember Diggle in the Arrowverse and how he somehow turned into John Stewart. Be careful. 
because of the because of the weird fan theory. I like Diggle a lot. He's not Diggle anymore. I, I now like he's him John, a lot too. Now he's John Stewart for no reason. <laughs> because someone he's still said, John Diggle. John he still Diggle, goes by John Diggle. But he's John Diggle Stewart, and they said, "Hey, John he's Diggle gonna be Stewart. Green Lantern, everybody," <laughs> because we saw a and fan theory keep... that said that. And then they keep blue balling everyone oh every time it looks like he's gonna be Green Lantern. <laughs> and and like, the universe ends. Nope, sorry, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Me. Dude, but then they they brought him over to fucking Superman and Lois. <laughs> I know. And, and he he's like, mostly said, I'm not Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, ridiculous. I love it. Absolutely ridiculous. I can't wait it, for him to show back up in this that, final that's season. That's what that would Flash. feel like. It would feel like a fan <laughs> theory that went too far. <laughs> so with all that, with all that out of the way, I'm going to... Uh, ask you because i'm gonna skip our our show notes order and i'm just gonna go to talking about the stories to how we integrate them like what do you think would be the best way to integrate the x-men into the mcu like are they new were they hidden before did they have a house of m movie that kicked off the mcu I, was it all John Krasinski's fault? It was all fault? John Krasinski's fault. He, then he turned to spaghetti, and now the mutants are starting to show up. That's what happened. Did, <laughs> did Grant Gustin, as Juggernaut, run back in time and start a new timeline where now there's mutants? See, that's, of course, the ideal situation. I don't trust Kevin Feige to, 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 to do it that well. But so so plan B. Um, there's Greg Berlanti. <laughs> um, I, I think... Like I said, if they were to show up now with like some multiverse thing or, or oh, now they're showing up and now we have the mutants and for their prejudice now, like you lose a lot of the interesting stuff. So I definitely yeah. do think they have to have that history. And I think the best way to do it is by having them hidden. Just have, and like, because it's, it's also mm-hmm. really easy to explain. We had the Eternals yeah. hidden. They, we don't need to, everybody, a lot of people are going to be like, well, why didn't they help with this? Why didn't they help with this? Because we didn't have them yet. They're, they didn't exist yet. Now they <laughs> exist. It's a movie. That's how movies work. Um, yeah, and like Namor and his people. Yeah, exactly. Like I love the explanation for them. Though. They're just like, we don't give a fuck about you guys. We're here, like, and we I care. think the same could apply would... for the mutants. Maybe or like yeah. I like I like the idea that like we had the o, the OG five back in the back in like the sixties or something, and then explain away that mm-hmm. mutants don't age as you know mutants age slower or something to yeah, perfect, let us because because Magneto needs to be a Holocaust survivor, and I'm not gonna i planted my foot on that you're not yeah you're, that's not uh, up for discussion exactly because exactly. yeah. i i'm so goddamn scared they're gonna make him like a like they're gonna make up another thing for him and he's gonna be like from sokovia yeah I, i'm terrified um Oof. It, like it feels too likely you know um yeah you're right but i think i think if you have them hidden i think you could say that like that charles had this og5 and it was, you know, it's, it's OG5. And then maybe say it was Wolverine. I think you could have Logan in the, like, and he, he has, like, the, give him, oh, like, for sure. give him, like, a spandex suit that looks really old time. It looks like his first appearance. Um, and he's, like, younger and stuff. And then I think it'd be very interesting if through the fault of Charles and through, like, maybe he starts out and they start wanting, they start by being helpful and they start, like, like having these, like, good intentions. And then over time, Charles, like, it gets a little bit more militarized. And a lot of the X-Men don't feel comfortable with that. And so either through like maybe like some traumatic thing or maybe people just leave and they sort of disband. But then like the Charles mansion is still sort of there and he's still helping 
kids, but the X Men aren't a thing yeah. anymore. And I think it'd be interesting if you could have like a getting the gan- getting the band back together sort of thing, like in the modern day of like new people come to like new people like Kitty and Nightcrawler being like, hey, we need the X Men right now because look at these people from Ms. Marvel, the 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 what are they called the uh, the, uh, the 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 glitter people the glitter people like, like no, yeah. no no not the, the the like government organization that was like hunting her down oh that wasn't that damage control was it I? damage control are they gonna make that'd be that'd be ballsy to make damage control the racist one i would like that because <laughs> but it's like whoa iron man made that and now you're making them the bad guys cool because th- th- you know they've been loving iron man for so long i love that but um, you know, like yeah. yeah, say like oh, damage control is is kind of hunting down mutants now because now they're getting more popping up, and Kitty or Kitty or Nightcrawler or Gene or or not Gene because you know Gene's OG five or like Rogue or Jubilee. <laughs> like, one of your like POV characters could be sort of like yeah. hey, we need we need it back and then form them and go public again, kind of like Evolution where it's like they're in secret. You know they've been around for a while. They're secret and then they're hidden and then they go public and then there's a whole other bit of drama that happens there. I think that'd be really interesting. You know, or you know what? Just do X Men Evolution. Just again. do X Men Evolution. The problem with that though just is do it again. He has it's the best Scott ever, but we just did it's Young so Scott. Good. We just did Young Scott though, so it's, it, I, it'd be really hard to do. Do it again. That's fair. That's fair. Do You're it. Right. We do Spider Man in high that's school fair. every right. six years. <laughs> You're right. That's that's a good point. <laughs> you can make them like college. To, like, I, oh, because you because you we would want. I don't know how you. How do you feel about the Kitty Peter romance? Do you like that from Ultimate? I love I do too. the Kitty Peter romance I do from too, Ultimate. Because I really like Kitty. Because <laughs> Kitty's one of my favorite. Kitty, it's Kitty and Juggernaut. I two. fucking love Kitty. <laughs> Not that it was a couple. No. Top. Top. top th- <laughs> she's she's too good for him. But top three X-Men are definitely Juggernaut, Kitty Pride, and Cyclops. Yeah. In that order. <laughs> um, I. But no, I I love that idea. Yeah. I think and, like, I, and I dig that idea too of the uh, the bring the band back together. What does that remind me of? It's, it's like a very it's it's almost very incredible. Yeah, in that way. And then oh, where it's there's, like there's we don't. I, I was basing it off of something specifically, and I can't remember what. Like they could genuinely have it be the situation where it's like they were this like small time like just regional super team yeah. that like solved things. And then, like, a Stanford incident happens or something like that where, like, public opinion is like, what the fuck is this? And then, like, early S.H.I.E.L.D. is like, okay, we're shutting this down. Yeah. Or and wiping you, could, you guys if, from you the could, books. You could, you could tie in things from Giant Size into that and then you introduce some, uh, yeah. like, like some Hawksbox stuff through that with the island and stuff. For sure. And, like, and then that way you could Let's build Let's go to Krakoa. Yeah, Where exactly. have they been this whole time? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you could of laura because i just want laura i want laura so yeah, bad laura, just get laura in there it's laura fine more than anything more, i don't I, I i i i like logan a lot i love logan we had Same. so much logan we've had so much yeah. Logan. arguably too much Argu- yeah that was the and big we're criticism. getting more yep and like <laughs> hugh jackman i really like hugh jackman and like if he wants i guess if you Same. bring him back would like would they would we expect them to stay? I think he Deadpool three is. Done. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I th- I think that's it for him. Yeah. Though we said that about Logan. We said that about Logan, and now I'm like, Ugh. I like. I don't know how I feel about Deadpool three. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. We're gonna have to. I mean, I I will say shout out to uh, Nando V Movies did a very good Deadpool three pitch that I thought was very interesting and in how they handled that. Yeah. Um. 
but yeah, I, I think genuinely you could just have Laura be the Wolverine for the MCU and then maybe Logan pops up in yeah. Old Man Logan or, style. Yeah, or like you could, or even it doesn't even have to be Lo- Old Man Logan, but like you could just be like, I think it'd be really cool if like they're hunting down the old X-Men team and they're like, oh, we we're hearing reports of this mutant with claws who is, oh, that's, that's gotta be Logan. Let's go fight Logan. It's Laura. Gotta I think be that'd him. be a really funny, cause then like. That would be, be really like, cool. Cause then you could do basically the Claremont thing, except instead of Logan, it's Laura and you have that modern X-Men like, like yeah. flair to it in this, you know? I, like oh, that would be really cool it's really fun and then you could like keep flashing back between the past and the present and showing like because mm-hmm. also i don't want magneto to be like villain anymore i'm past that i think culturally we're past that like yeah magneto i, I, th- think, I think you could in, like, establish that he setting. was a villain yeah exactly during that og5 era but i man I, I like that idea a lot uh-huh, and you. honestly i think that like getting everybody back together idea works really well for like a series too. yeah like they could make it like a big budget like prestige series just like the x-men like everybody's getting back together we have flashback episodes we got juggernaut a juggernaut solo episode we got juggernaut <laughs> he's he's the main protagonist he's the, he's the, the it's uh, actually him instead of yeah um <laughs> no because it's funny you mentioned series because i i firmly believe that x-men work better in like a series format because of Same. just the extra time Same. you get with them and i had this create this it sounds crazy but i feel like they could do it because they have these disney plus shows and like they treat them like their movies. yeah you could have your x-men movies and then in between the x-men movies you could have your mo- your it's either you know new mutants or just mutants or whatever and then the, mu- yeah. the series would be the school stuff and the kids and like basically doing evolution and like just like the sort of small grounded Wolverine stuff. Wolverine and the X-Men. Exactly. Yeah. And then and then the the movies could be your big time big events where like and and then maybe in the show you could introduce new new members that way so each each movie could have like sort of a rotating cuz like when Beast showed up between X-Men 2 and 3, I was like, where did this <laughs> guy come from? He's cool. Love him. But where did he like, come nah, from? like, nah, he's been there the whole time. Yeah, and I'm like, what? He was just off screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but like you could actually introduce him and he could be a teacher and then you could see him go like he starts out like Nicholas Holt, not blue. And then you could see him turn blue in that show because I don't think that's worth a movie, but that could be an interesting or show. Or you story. can have him be blue and then in those flashback yeah. episodes, like show how he became that. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it'd be dope. Because I, I also that, just really like that the way idea. Evolution, the X-Men... evolution did, um, did Beast, the way they introduced him was great. He was just a normal teacher. And then, yeah. How the... How they introduced everybody. How they, tra- how they did it. How they did so everybody. Yeah, exactly. Christopher, Great juggernaut. Christopher Judge as, as, as Magneto <sighs> is so good. It's so perfect. It makes like him, uh, the late great Kirby Morrow as mm-hmm. Cyclops. Yeah. Um, Scott McNeil yes. as Wolverine. The second Scott best Wolverine McNeil's voice Wolverine actor. Is because I'm speaking to the first best. Ah, you're silly. <laughs> but, but I'll take that. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, just do X-Men evolution. Yeah. That's just what it is. Just do X-Men evolution. (laughs) But I, but you're right. I think the X-Men work better in long form, like, because you have the time to introduce, establish and nurture all of those different characters and all those relationships. You can allow the soap opera of it because the X-Men are a big soap opera. That's what they've always been. And that's why they work. And having that 
go across like several episodes, several arcs, several seasons will allow them to tell those stories and you can age with those characters. Yeah. Like throwing away, you know, not throwing away, but putting to the side all of the terrible things involved with that franchise, the kind of magical thing about like the Harry Potter franchise was watching those kids grow up. Yeah. Like, and so I, I think TV, this is an interesting thing about the MCU because the MCU basically is a TV show. It's just really long episodes. Yes. Every six months or whatever. Cool. Um, the the thing about the MCU is it has built these like relate you people like the MCU because we've built a relationship with these characters. And I think the issue now is mm-hmm. like a lot of the characters that people built relationships to are kind of sidelined and not, you know, not part of it anymore. Yeah. Um, or dead. Um, and, yes. <laughs> and I, I think like that's been the benefit of the MCU that like comics are able to do because it's a serial form and the MCU has been able yeah. to do because of serial form. But like, I don't want to wait 10 years to get that relationship with the X-Men, you know? Yes. You could do that definitely. in a season. You could do some of these relationships and explore like like the the amount of time you spend with a character makes you more attached to them. So that if they did Dark Phoenix in X-Men 2 or 3, it wouldn't be as jarring and you would actually feel the emotional connection that you should have felt to it that whole time, you know. Yeah. Cuz you're not And that was the frustrating you're not losing thing about them after 2 years. That. Yeah. That was that frustrating thing about Dark Phoenix because I feel like if you had given them like two more films, yeah. that would have hit harder. Yeah. Because you don't get enough time in apocalypse to care about those kids before in the very next movie they're being slaughtered by the dozens like yeah it's it's unfortunate but i do genuinely think that that your idea sounds really good where it's i mean they're already every people complain about the interconnectivity already so what's some more of it where you have like the show's directly linked into the films and that be like kind of your feeder system when you know, the movies are these big events and all the shows like build up to it. Yeah. And they don't have to be it's like, like big it's like all the Arrowverse episodes. stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be like big crazy. <laughs> We're just turning things. it into the Arrowverse. Yeah. <laughs> With Greg Gustin. It's, got, it's all coming full circle. With Greg Gustin as Juggernaut. Um, and like the Juggernaut, show doesn't have to be a like Disney a big Plus thing. series. Exactly. There we go. Now that's now we're talking. Um, <laughs> but like the show could just be like a, it could be small. It doesn't like. We think about these 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 Disney Plus shows, and we're like, oh, six episode movies, basically, because that's what they are. They're six yeah. hour movies that are stretched yeah. across things. If they for made it an actual TV show that was actually like episodic and actually like used the format properly, it was more mm-hmm. than six episodes a season, and maybe maybe give it like eighteen, and may, you know yeah. treat it like an like you don't have to give it a million dollars each episode. Like Daredevil, Born Again, like, exactly coming to Disney Plus. Which you like the yellow suit, so I won't say anything. Um, <laughs> i love that yellow I know, suit i know okay and it looks the suit itself looks good i just don't like the color yellow looks great that's you know what that's fair <laughs> if you had told me all that time ago that that was your issue with it we wouldn't have had i like his this black dying suit. hatred for because each other i like Troy. the shadowland suit which is just the daredevil super black and i'm like that's cool <laughs> which i guess at that point that's just batman so maybe maybe it's like batman it's just batman <laughs> <laughs> um wait a second you like batman no i'm yeah <laughs> i never heard of him um but yeah it doesn't have He's to the be like, best like we think of like the shows and we think of, like it doesn't have to be like a moon knight all the time where it's just the right just a movie it could just be a it could be like essentially like what what the animated star wars stuff is right now where yeah which is hard absolutely because star wars and honestly she hulk was and very She-Hulk. episodic as well yeah um 
just like that. Like you don't, it doesn't all need to be big, crazy action. Just, I want to see these, these yeah. people hang out and deal with the politics of it all. Because also I think in TV, you could get a little bit more, like go a little bit more with that, that scene than you could in a two hour movie. You get a little bit deeper into For sure. That. Um, yeah, it's just like, yeah, it, it feels, it makes the most sense, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it, it feels easy, but I feel like they are not going to treat it like it's yeah. easy. Yeah. But when it comes to stories that you can't tell once they're introduced, the thing that I think I'm most excited about is the potential team ups yeah. that we might see. Like I'm ready for a Wolverine and Spider-Man team up. We've needed it for a very long time. And whether it's Logan, whether it's Laura, I think that team up will be really fun. Yeah. To have You could do the you and could you do the ultimate thing. You could do the ultimate yeah. body swap. You know? Whether that's a whole movie, I don't know. But don't like, not that. Not that. Not that. Oh, okay, don't not do parts that. of that. I like I the, don't want that. I like some of I the, definitely don't okay, want that. Okay, to be fair, I, I have I like <laughs> the I like the one that they did with Spider Gwen and Laura. I think that one was fun. That was a good. That story. one was okay. Right, okay, you're, you're now we're, that you, we're I, now I going like to cancel the, Troy like, on the I podcast. I like it in theory. Uh, now that you mention it, I'm like, oh no, wait, I forgot about everything wait, that not happened that in one. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, but you mentioned earlier the uh, the Kitty and Spidey romance. Yeah. Maybe Laura's the wingman for Kitty. Like, That'd be fun. Yeah. Who knows? Do we, um, do we think also, that I think Tom Holland Avengers? and whoever they cast as Wolverine though would have any chemistry whatsoever? <laughs> I am very. I don't know. He Maybe. still feels like a child. It's like the. It's like the Daredevil thing, where like I see. I see. I see them next to each other. And I'm like, I get that you're like supposed to be like roughly the same age, but you look yeah. like a child and you look thirty. <laughs> you look like his dad. You look like his uncle Ben. <laughs> yeah, I. Oh, same man. with like Punisher. Well, Just the it's... way they've done Spider Man. I'm like, I can't see him gelling well with these like murderers. <laughs> But I guess he does well with Iron Man, <laughs> so maybe <murdered>. not. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? I I think once we get that break that we're in right now, yeah. they can give him some time to more or less age up. That's true. Who I knows? Who, who knows if we're even getting for? Who's to say? All I know is that uh, somebody did a really good pitch for that. Oh, I don't know. Oh, Nando? That. Yeah, Nando did a really so good one. You should you should <laughs> check it out on YouTube. Uh, Trope Bar 17. Oh, thank on you. Go check it out. But... Uh, I'm also really excited for the prospect of Uncanny Avengers. Like they just announced a new Uncanny Avengers book, but the idea of like mixing yeah. those two teams, having X-Men on the Avengers, I think would be really fun. Um, the new, I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I had to do an audition earlier. <laughs> I had to use that posh accent and it keeps slipping out now. Um, I don't know, like, I don't remember off the top of my head what the lineup is for that new Uncanny Avengers, but it looks really good. And I like the idea of like, okay, we've got the X-Men, we've got, you know, whatever the Avengers is going to look like at that point. Let's let's smash them together yeah. and put them in the sandbox. And like the way that the Avengers have been kind of built up over this past like 13 years, 14, oh my God, it's almost been, mm-hmm. has it really been 15 <sighs> years? Holy, holy, wait, 2008. Oh my yeah. God, it's been 15 years. Jesus Christ. I don't like that. Are they going to are they going to change the like the 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 in studios it's going to the, the I and the S is going to be highlighted in 15. <laughs> I I wouldn't put past them. Yeah. Um but like No, like, they will. The way that the Avengers have been kind of built up is they are very like government. 
they they're very and like they're mm. very much like their shield and they work for the government like there's they're all cops. this they're, they very much i didn't want to say it you said it i want the record to show you said it not me <laughs> um and i think that could be very interesting to see i either x-men who are part of this more like like i can't think of the term like they're not part of that being forced to work yeah. with them or potentially x-men versus avengers in some way like that could be a very interesting we like, know clash. it's probably coming yeah i mean they did yeah. the, they did the namor stuff so like it's the biggest box office thing that they could probably do after yeah. secret wars it's just they'd have it's to build the, the x-men, Avengers brand up, versus x-men yeah yeah which they could yeah. they absolutely could uh, I'm also really excited for the potential team up of Captain Marvel and Rogue because nothing bad has ever happened with them in the comics. <laughs> you imagine we get like a little uh, little Rogue and then by the end of their team up, she completely drains Carol of her powers Jeez. and puts her in a coma. Some, some people would really love that, but we don't associate uh, with Some them. people would. Yep. We don't because they're terrible. They're the worst. They're awful. Yeah. Yes. Um, but also I think there's a lot of room for the champions slash the young Avengers to involve yeah. those characters because there was Kamala being a mutant. Uh, the champions very notably having teen Cyclops on it. I think there's a chance. You're right. You're, you're making a very good point. There's a chance. <laughs> um, and then the young Avengers have had, you know, different mutant or mutant adjacent characters. I mean, speed and Wiccan are both mutants. Yeah. Um, in the most loose sense <laughs> uh, they've been on the young Avengers we've gotten a bunch of different I mean the most recent uh, West Coast Avengers book which is incredible you all should go back and read it it's wonderful had uh, Gwenpool teaming up with Quentin Quire my sweet baby pink haired boy like there's all kinds of stories that you could tell with those those characters trying to like mesh and I think that putting them together very much in that X-Men evolution way of like, okay, these are the team. This is the new, new, and they're going to be kind of disrupting what's going on with, you know, the establishment, which is the Avengers and everybody who's been already established. I think that could be really fun. No, I definitely love that because that's kind of what the X-Men like represent, you know, they're, they are strong anti-establishment because the establishment has failed them so much. The establishment Mm -hmm. has failed the mutants, which like, if they're going to do anything, whatever, I just need them to not like skimp on that. I need them to not skimp on the, yeah. on the political side and on the represent, you know, on the, the, the allegory side. Cause if they just make these yeah. people just another, just another superhero team, I'm going to be like, you wasted, <laughs> you wasted everything there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. I, I do sincerely hope we get some of that. If for nothing else than to get us some sweet, sweet X-Men versus Sentinels. Yeah fights yeah. we need them yeah we need them we got a taste of them in days of future past um but i want i want some i want some big honking shack sized sentinels <laughs> running at our three, uh, three running, running at, at our you. heroes three running down at, at kamala khan in an alley <laughs> <laughs> terrifying and they're all dressed like steel from the from the critically acclaimed Please. 90s film Steel. Where's the No Way Home of all those movies? Is what I'm saying. Everybody's like, "Oh, nostalgia! <laughs> bring me those! Bring me like like the blades! Bring me bring me steel! Bring me like all that stuff!" Is what I'm looking for. Not the easy stuff. Uh, oh, called... everybody's seen Sam Raimi Spider Man. Give me the weird stuff. Give me <laughs> give me Birds of Prey. Give me that. <laughs> give me 
give me werewolf Helena Wayne from Birds of Prey. <laughs> give me give me the Wes Craven Swamp thing. Yes. <laughs> and sm- you know, coming to a Marvel sp- special presentation near you. <laughs> but that's actually, you know, now that I say it, that is an interesting idea as well. Doing some of those Marvel presentations yeah. to establish like whether it's characters, whether it's just um, teams or threats, like just do a whole Marvel special presentation for Magneto to go into really his cool. backstory. Or it would basically be in... like the cinematic version of like little miniseries. Yeah, or you could do basically like like it's it's hard because first class literally did this, but like you could do first class yeah. in that sort of sense and like show that first show Definitely. that first team, and you could go like full on because if if get Giacchino to direct it because Giacchino's the best. And have yep. him do it like all fifty style or sixty style, you know. Like it, you could he do the same with Fantastic and, Four, and you could show like, yeah, yeah, and you could do it as like the last, the last mission of the X Men, and have it be like all Ugh. old pulp so letters, cool. like the, so the final mission of the oh X Men, and like you find out why they disbanded and all that shit. That would be dope as yeah. hell. Like, there's so many possibilities because like there is a lot of history to it, and they the MCU has the capability to show this history. I just hope they don't yes. just be like, oh, and now the X-Men are here through the multiverse. I think the multiverse is the per- the worst option they could do. Like, just be like, 100%. Oh, oh, and now it's Hugh Jackman's back. And now uh, and James McAvoy's back. they're the other one now. Yeah. We haven't yeah, even mentioned, I don't. We haven't as, even as mentioned much as I... Charles Xavier in Doctor Strange <laughs> getting his neck snapped. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. Da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> Where he is legit just the animated series. I know. I do. I Charles love that. Xavier. I love that little wheelchair. That's so good. It's so dumb and incredible, and I love it. Yeah. And Wanda ripped his head in half. Mentally. <laughs> mentally. Mentally. Not in real life. No. Just mentally. Um, it's, it, it's like getting eviscerated on Twitter or getting like really hard ratioed. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what. That's what Wanda did. She exactly. came up behind Charles in that mindscape. She was like, he fell off and just ripped his head <laughs> just in Just ruined his career. Yeah, ruined his reputation. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, speaking of Xavier, like, let's let's talk. Do, we, do you have any ideas for fan casts? Oh, not for Xavier. Like, not for Xavier specifically. It's because, like, okay. I've seen, I've seen, like, Giancarlo Esposito thrown around, and I've dug that. I think that'd be great. That's a good one. Oh God! Who's somebody that could look good bald? Is the real the real trouble? Because <laughs> see, James McAvoy bald threw me off. I was like, "Whoa, what is what's going for sure?" Like, well, because he has such luscious locks. I know. Um. Oh God! I I don't have I, I don't think I've picked anybody for Xavier, but for Magneto, I have a very hmm. strong opinion on Magneto, and it's a hot take. Okay. But I think if you know him, I think I think Sasha Baron Cohen would be a really good Magneto. Because he has been really talented in dramatic roles. And people are, everybody's going to be like, oh, Borat. Borat's Borat. And if Magneto is just Borat, that'd be funny. I'd really like to see that. Because, because at the very least, I just, we need a Jewish actor for him. Same same with, same thing with the thing. Oh, 100%. You know, you don't want to cast like Seth Rogen or. Seth Rogen's my thing. Seth Seth Rogen's my Ben (laughs) Grimm. So, you know. Uh, or you know, we could get Jonah Hill to, 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 to because we all know he's Jonah saved, Hill as Magneto because he saved so much all the all the work he's done lately. <laughs> no, I think that Sasha Berger because there's that 
I don't know if it's official or if it's still just a rumor of him playing Mephisto, which again, oh. also perfect. Also that perfect casting. Good, yeah. That hasn't been confirmed though officially yet. Are we even but getting Mephisto? If we haven't gotten Mephisto at this point, Mephisto. I don't think we're ever getting Mephisto. It's been so, <laughs> you we've had three opportunities to have He's Mephisto. imaginary. Yeah, it's gonna just be Wanda. <laughs> it's gonna be Wanda in a different costume or something. Yeah. It's gonna be an evil Doctor Strange. You know, for Xavier, someone who I don't think a lot of people have thought of, but I think would be interesting, um, Ewan McGregor. Oh, I like that. I think as as an older yeah Professor X, I mean if I I don't think I've seen him bald. I don't think but so either. I think he would be really good. I like that just too. Yeah. Let him use his natural accent. Yeah, because just let he's Irish, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, because because Evolution had uh, he was Scottish. I think I like yes. Scottish Xavier a lot, which was That's great. A fun one. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Get Craig Ferguson again as Xavier. X Men Evolution just <laughs> continues lit continues winning yeah i don't know what to tell you it's the best animated series for the x-men um but yeah i think and <laughs> can you imagine him sharing the screen with sasha baron cohen as magneto oh, that'd, be fun. that'd be good i'd like that yeah that'd be, very that'd be cool. really cool do you have anybody in mind for any of the other x-men because i will say i keep fan casting him for everything mm-hmm. but i think glenn powell for cyclops could he be would be really good. He'd be really, really good. good but also he'd be a really good guy gardner so but also I, a really good booster gold but yeah it just honestly cast him as everybody go for it go ch- he's just cast just, chad radwell let him triple dip chad radwell from scream yeah. Queens. <laughs> um but i i think i think either bring back daphne keen for laura if you're gonna do laura because she's cause yes she's like what she's 17 now right she'd be old enough she'd be in the tw- in her early 20s yeah like she'd I think be in that spot yeah, for she'd sure be like perfect for that or if you want to recast i think sophia Batello would be a really good laura um Ooh, uh, that's a yeah, great choice. Cause, cause I also because Star Trek Beyond was so good, and nobody ever talks about her. Yeah. She was so good in that. So, yeah. I love Star Trek Beyond. She was. Um, Star Trek and, Beyond way underrated. If you haven't underrated. watched it lately, watch it again. It's so much fun. I love Star Trek. It, it, it's the most Star Trek out of those movies. Yeah. Like nobody gave it credit. It's uh, disappointing. Um, they go down to a planet and they mess with it. They, like that's they, that's Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and there's motorcycles and Beastie Boys. It's Star Trek. <laughs> uh, when it comes to like Logan, I don't really have somebody specific. I saw, I think, I think it was somebody. I think it was Doug mentioned that it would be really cool to cast an indigenous actor to get like totally a different vibe than like a totally different backstory yeah. and everything and different like look for um for for him from Hugh Jackman for sure. Cool. I don't know who specifically, but that'd be really cool. Um, for Kitty. I would think about this. I would either either my girlfriend Olivia because she really wants to play Kitty, or um, love it. Rachel Sennett. I don't know if you have you seen like Shiva Baby and um Rachel and Sennett. Bodies Bodies Bodies. No, she's the girl that says it's really hard to make a podcast in Bodies Bodies Bodies. You need to watch Bodies Bodies. Bodies. Oh, okay. She's, yes, 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 yes. She's she's. Gr- I love Rachel. Yeah, Sennett. she looks great. She'd be great, I think. Uh, she would be a really fun Kitty. Yeah. It go like go like evolution with it. Make her like super teenage girl, super like Yeah. <laughs> like she is the only high school friend where everyone else is in college. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be oh man, that would be really fun. And I'm trying to think anyone else. Yeah, that would be cool. I think it's just the I just think it's just those two. Uh, those are my two for the moment, I think. Yeah. Let me double check. I think I honestly you could probably bring Lana Condor back for Jubilee. Yeah. 
Because she was and barely in it. I don't think it. anyone would notice. Yeah. Unless yeah. if she's too busy I, with, I think... with To All the Boys number 75. That's the only hey, problem. She's got that Netflix then. money. That is a very marketable <laughs> franchise. Because <laughs> we've gotten, oh, well, well, the problem is we've got Noah Centineo in DC movies. We can't just, we can't, oh, we can't, unless if we get a Marvel versus DC, then we could have Jubilee versus Adam Smasher. Oh, God. <laughs> and then they kiss. Then they kiss. <laughs> they're the people, they're the Romeo and um, Juliet of those, of the two franchises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, done. Done. Um, I was going to say also, I know that she was already cast as a different character, but I think Anya Taylor-Joy would crush it as Emma Frost. Yeah. Like, when I think of Emma Frost, like, obviously, I mean, Hannah Wadigan. Come on. But, like, for, like, a younger, like, if we're sticking in that kind of, like, college age, uh, she would crush it. Yeah, she would be. She has that, like, porcelain look about her. That I feel like Emma Frost like kind of exudes, and I like that more than like a lot of people are casting her as like like Black Cat, and like that feels very much just like you which saw a blonde actress, and you just yeah. picked the first one you saw, which hundred percent that's the that's the Charlie Hunnam of of Black Cat picks for me, <laughs> isn't it? Just <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I like Troy's that a lot. favorite fan cast. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie Hunnam, Hunnam should definitely Green be Arrow. Green Arrow exactly because he's the only man that's <laughs> ever had blonde hair and the only man that's ever had a goatee. Nobody else has ever done it before. At the same time. Yeah. No one else. No one else doesn't like him either. I want to get you on the record here because I I have been pitching this for over a decade now. Um, and I I just I I need to know your thoughts mm-hmm. as the preeminent uh authority on Green Arrow. Garrett Headland for Green Arrow. I don't dis I don't hate that. I like that. That'd be cool. That'd be, I need to know the okay. my thing with Green Arrow. This was gonna be a whole. This was gonna be that video that I canceled this week. But my thing with Green Arrow <laughs> actors is I need to see them at a protest. I need to know that they care. So, yeah. Not in like a oh Instagram post vague black square for right. for twenty twenty. Like I need to see them in the streets <laughs> because like yeah like that's just like you need to embody that element at least of the character for me. But um, no, I think he'd be, he'd be cool. He'd be really cool. My pick's always been John Boyega be, purely because I, he's the only one I've seen yeah. in the protest. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that idea. I just need to see him with a beard. That's the only thing holding me back. I yep. got to see him with a beard. Um, and, th- yeah. and that is the one thing that I really love. Um, what is it? Uh, Garrett Hedlund's on Tulsa King right now, uh-huh. sporting the actual green arrow oh, okay. facial hair, and he looks real good. Okay, cool. Hell yeah. He does look real good. Would recommend. All right. I kind of struggle when thinking about like Jean Grey because yeah. it's tough because I feel like Sansa Stark was a great pick. Yeah. They just didn't give her enough to exactly. do. Exactly. I feel the same way about most of those new actors. They didn't really give them anything. Right. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. For sure. Because I like the, the Nightcrawler. The, 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 who, did they, who was? I don't remember yeah, his name. Yeah. Cody was Smith McPhee. Yeah. He was yeah. fantastic. Um, he was awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Who? Because if we want, would we want to keep them all college age? I'm trying to. I like the idea of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Unle- Kiki Palmer's we... rogue though. Kiki Palmer would be perfect. Like she's been all over that. Hundred percent done. Yeah, and go, I love go that. evolution with it. Make her goth. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the goth rogue. <laughs> That's gonna be a real problem for me when I go to see this movie. 
uh, because goth rogue was a problem for me then and it will continue yep. to be a problem for me forever i i saw fan art of evolution and i was just like this like is the best designs for all these characters like unequivocally yeah. like nothing else hits like this very clearly it's crazy um, and all of them are so good. They're all like, so good. There's there's no bad design in X-Men Evolution. Like, Listener, yeah. don't come at me with, yeah, but what this one? No, it's yeah. automatically. It was in X-Men Evolution. <laughs> it's the best design for that character. Period. Yeah. yeah. It gave us the orange and black Wolverine costume, so which is good. his best it's costume. So good. They have that in, uh, in the Midnight Suns game for him. Oh, they do? It's so good. That might be enough Troy. for me to try Midnight Suns. Midnight Suns is incredible. Really? It's so good. It, it's one of the best Marvel games I've ever played. I was just put off by it's a card game or whatever it is. I know. I know the, the card stuff. But for me, I look at it like playing it just like an RPG. Like you got to get okay. abilities. You got to level up those abilities. It's the same thing with the cards. Gotcha. And the storytelling, the love for the characters, the love for the world, I haven't seen since like the original Ultimate Alliance game. Oh, okay. Because like, I've seen I've seen clips. Of this it. I've is, seen people talking and talking, and I'm like, oh, I like this dialogue a lot. I like this like these interactions. It's great. The okay. writing's really fun. The character interactions is really where it shines. Okay. So I know so good. There's a and trial of it favorite... through the, like the PS Plus like premium thing. There's a like a two yeah. hour trial or whatever. I might try it. Check it out. Check okay. it. It's it's worth it for sure. Okay. But will it take the, time away uh, from seafood the... for me? That's the only problem. So I've been all in seafood lately. Yeah, but you can pick up and play seafood whenever. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. You got. You just got to set aside two hours. Okay. All two right. hours. All two right. hours of all your right. life. All right. You've convinced. Be like Juggernaut. <laughs> just just put your head down and start moving forward <laughs> towards Midnight Suns. <laughs> Juggernaut, prolific gamer. <laughs> He's just he's just sitting there with a giant headset ab- like, over the helmet. If, if he's running and he can't stop himself, then he's got to find something to do. <laughs> he's just running with... He, he brings the Wii. <laughs> or the Switch. He brings the Switch with him. He's just got a Switch as he's running. <laughs> Nothing can stop me. I got my Switch. I'm playing some Legend of Zeldas. I got my Animal Crossing. <laughs> Go get him. Go get him, Zelda. I'm running with my Pokemans. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this has been great. This has You've been, been great. Oh, thank you. I'm happy I think to be here. Ge- I think genuinely, um, the, the X-Men have a lot of potential in the MCU. We've seen a lot of what they can do in film in the previous era, but I'm really excited to see where they go now with the... Inter- interconnectivity of it yeah. all the ability to be a little bit more comic booky um hopefully we get more films that are closer to uh to first class and further away from like a fuck i don't know an x-men apocalypse yeah i i, I i'm concerned a little bit because this is bit interesting to like watch this Marvel has sort of struggled yeah. when it comes to movies of characters that have already had movies before. Like, like yes. say what you will about the, the, the No Way Home and the other Spider-Man movies, but, like, they are very different from from aspects of that character. You know, Homecoming and... Absolutely and they stuff. are. And, like, some people yeah, yeah, like yeah. it, some people don't. I've moved on from caring at all because, you know... <laughs> Fair. I've given up. Um, and, like, we're seeing Blade is also having a lot of trouble getting developed. 
because yeah. it seems like they wanted to make it MCU, and the movie make the movies the makers of the movie didn't want it to be very MCU. Um, just want to make a Blade movie. Just make a Blade movie because we've had Blade movies and we've seen that they can be really cool. And then we have Blade Trinity, but we've seen cool Blade movies before. Um, hey, Triple H is in Blade Trinity, okay? <laughs> okay you're right. You're right. And Blade Trinity he was hits Ryan Reynolds with a pedigree. Before, during my Deadpool phase, before we had the the movie. It was the best place to get shots of Ryan Reynolds to make a Deadpool fan trailer. <laughs> so, it's so true. So maybe it's good for something. Um, <laughs> but like, and then I've worried like Fantastic Four. Where where are they? You know, what are they doing with them? Um, yeah. And I'm a little worried about X Men too because now we'll have like a comparison. We'll have like, hey, yeah. these other people were able to do it. Why isn't the MCU able to do it as well? You know. And so they have to like hit it mm-hmm. really hard. They have to hit the nail like really well. And do all the things that the old movies weren't able to do while still keeping the things that worked about those old movies, you know, because otherwise people will compare them. Um, So very interested in that and how they're able to like accomplish that. I hope it's, I hope they don't MCUify it because I don't think the X-Men can work in, in this MCU style. They have to be their own thing. Also, also just let them, let them have goofy looking costumes. Yeah. Like enough with the MCU line art. Oh God, they're gonna make it. Like I saw, the, Hugh Jackman posted like it was a fake thing. It was like a fan made thing of like a Wolverine helmet. Uh-huh. But I saw it and it was super like like no 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 disrespect to the person that made it because I I initially thought it was official. There were a lot of lines and very textured and very military. And I was like, oh, oh no, this is what it looks like. Oh God, <laughs> I was like so scared. But now that I know it's fan art, it was really cool. Um, but yeah, like. Give me, give me like a good Wolverine suit. That's give me the one from the yeah. end of the Wolverine. Just put, let him put that on. It's right there. It looked really. You don't good. even know what it looks like. It, I, the mask looked good. They make the mask look good. I like that. Sorry, I'm turning to Jay Seinfeld <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Dude, you and I have the same thing where it's like. We always just default to Jerry Seinfeld voice. This happens all the time with a book club where I'm just like. And you know, I just don't know what what to think about this. I don't know what what the problem is it just here. Comes out, it's that, and it's like New York accent. And like, I Same. had my friend who's from New York, and he's like, "Hey, why the why are you doing that voice all the time?" I'm like, "I don't." It's like it's my it's my defense mechanism. I'm like, "Hey, listen, buddy, I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> I throw up the wall and I become K Marco. What do you want from me? This is my Juggernaut's my safety blanket. What? Do you, what do you expect? It's all about my upbringing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Troy, this has been a blast talking about X-Men. I think there's a lot that can be uh <laughs> a lot that can be gleaned from our conversation, mostly that Juggernaut is the best exactly. X-Man. Yeah. And I hope that he gets <laughs> that that honor and that treatment when we eventually get to uh get to the MCU for him. Uh, you have any final thoughts or anything we haven't, uh, haven't hit on yet? Not, not, I think I've hit on everything. I just really hope they like make it woke, you know, like make it, make it as like really lean into the allegory stuff. Cause the, the, aside from the Namor stuff, which was great in black Panther, the MCU has kind of been hesitant to do a lot of that. A lot of those allegories and a lot of those, like, like these characters represent something bigger than just superhero yeah. action movies. And the X-Men sure. specifically are like, literally that's what makes them special and important. And so yeah. if they just make them standard superhero Avengers team or whatever, I'm going to be like very disappointed. I would hope that would be such a worst case scenario. 
I'm trying to give yeah, them, give Feige the benefit of the doubt because I know he likes the X Men because most people do. Oh, for sure. Um, it's just will he be allowed to go that far, or will it have to be hidden under subtext? You know, uh, yeah. I don't want it That's to be under point. subtext. I want to go full 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 frontal with it. You know. <laughs> Absolutely agree. An interesting can, way of uh, describing that, but you yeah. You can quote yeah, me sure. on that by saying, I hope the X-In movies are full frontal. <laughs> I want to see We're going to clip that. And I, we're going to clip that. That's going to be the uh, the teaser for this this episode. <laughs> oh, no. I want the X-Men to be full Listen, frontal. It's better, th- it's better than what I said I wanted to see the body switching. So you quote me on that. Go for that. <laughs> yeah, go for that one. Uh, well, it is always a pleasure to have you on the show, man. Um, oh, thank you. I'm always happy to be here. Genuinely, it's it's great. And anytime that I I am able to fit you in, or get, anytime I get an idea where I'm like, oh man, I gotta get Troy on, I am jumping for joy and giddy with anticipation. And I'm always ecstatic so. to be to to do it because this is so much fun, dude. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, for those of our listeners who may not know, shame on you, but um where can they follow you and where can they keep up with your stuff uh you could you could find me on youtube at uh troyboy17 um or my podcast uh, uh fanboy talk um my twitter is private right now and i don't know i don't see when i'm ever gonna go public again so maybe not twitter but i you know youtube's youtube youtube's the thing i do you do youtube's where <laughs> except it makes for money. that uh that, except that juggernaut, go public for the juggernaut yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look out for that uh <laughs> It's funny because we're recording this so far in advance oh, that God. this isn't going to make any sense. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll schedule it. I'll, tell me, tell me the release date. Yeah. I'll schedule it. We'll schedule it. It'll be great. <laughs> um, but yeah, genuinely, I I say it every time he comes on the show. But uh, Troy is doing the Lord's work on YouTube, and his videos are always top tier. Um, as we're recording this, he just dropped a sick as fuck, bro. Uh, Daredevil needs a video game video, oh, which is. You ace super good uh specifically talking about how once uh criminals cross the border to hell's kitchen they become spider-man's it's not yeah it's not his fault it's Uh, not his problem it's it's not his problem anymore he he has a legally binding contract he he physically can't leave he can't cross 59th street (laughs) it's i can't do it i can't see outside of there i can only do my raider sets inside of hell's kitchen But yeah, um, if you are interested as well, uh, Troy does pitches as on his channel as like I do pitches on the podcast, except they're better because they're visual. Uh, barely, and the though. ideas are better and the presentation is great. Oh, thank you. Um, I mean, he, he did a pretty good, uh, pretty good Superman one. Oh, thank you. I've a little while ago. Got to work out on the next Superman one now, too, because <laughs> yeah. I, thought we'll that, keep perpetually I thought that working last on Superman, Superman one, one. I thought that last Superman one was going to carry me for a bit. I thought there was going to be it was gonna be evergreen, and then two weeks later, they're like, "Never mind." I'm like, okay, <laughs> great. But yeah, what seriously, go go watch all of Troy's stuff. Go subscribe to his channel; he's incredible. Oh, and uh, if you want him on the show more, let me know. Email me geeksplained at gmail Shout at me and geeksplained pod. Thank you. And email me at troyboy17 at gmail. Uh, the name of oh God, of, <laughs> of William Jackson Harper's character in Ant Man Three. <laughs> I bet you you can't without looking you can't it up. Do it. You can't I bet do you it. can't. You can't. I can't. <laughs> Personal challenge. Troy's going to keep me updated. And if it even seems like we're going to hack into it, if you send us an email and it even seems like mm-hmm. you copy and pasted from anywhere, we're going to find you. I can tell. We're going to Jay and Silent tell. Bob strike back. 
we're going to find where you live or we're going to punch you in the face. <laughs> My name is Barry Allen and I am the fastest man alive. When I was a child, I saw my mother killed by something impossible. My father went to prison for her murder. Then an accident made me the impossible. To the outside world, I'm an ordinary forensic scientist. But secretly, I use my speed to fight crime and find others like me. And one day, I'll find who killed my mother and get justice for my father. I am The Flash. It is now time for the weekly review. This is the segment of our show where I review something weekly. And right now we are reviewing episode number 10 of the final season of The Flash. Entitled A New World Chapter 1. That's right. As stated previously, the final four episodes of The Flash will be a grand old four-part finale of which this episode was the opening chapter. And this is what I was expecting for this final season. I feel like we were doing a bunch of stuff prior to this and now we're getting into what the entire final season should have been about um no disrespect to any of the stuff we've done before this because it was a great celebration i think they figured out okay this is the last thing and this might be the last thing for the Arrowverse, so we gotta make sure we wrap up everything prior to the end of this show but it really does feel like this whole season should have been about at least part of the season should have been about this because in this episode we now to uh pull a phrase from star wars since we did have uh star wars day recently the circle is now complete we have tied up the loose end from episode one of this series where barry goes back in time to the night his mother died one last time and we find out just what was going on with him and eobard thawne loved 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 seeing matt lesher back he is my preferred eobard thawne he's just so he's so good at what he does he's incredible and i love his chemistry with grant the two of them have always had great chemistry and this episode was no different uh they were fantastic together we got to see Barry get kind of yanked backwards in time. I kind of wish they had done it differently. I wish it had been more of an intentional thing, like him chasing down Thawne. But we do find out that he was pulled back in time and was uh, basically pulled there by what we are going to be understanding is the essence of this the negative speed force, I guess. And... He runs smack dab into not just Eobard Thawne, but also his parents. I love John Wesley shit, man. I love, love, love seeing him in this. You know how much The Flash means to him. And seeing Henry and Nora Allen back together is just really, really fun. A young Henry and Nora Allen as they care for this random man who calls himself Bart, which I loved. That was great. And I just 
man, I really dig what they did in this episode. Like having Barry spend one last day with his parents and them just being the best. They are the best. They are, at least in this show, they are reaching, you know, Mon Pa Kent levels of parents' perfection that's not meant to last. <laughs> and so I really enjoyed that. Um, we also got this weird thing going on. Um, we we had this, you know, in the past, Joe West finds this little blue rock, this little blue kryptonite-looking thing. Uh, that seems to be connected with the negative speed force. And it's not like an avatar of the negative speed force. It is the negative speed force as an entity. Kind of like the speed force was an entity. And Joe gets possessed by it. Barry's able to kind of defeat it for now. Or at least push it out of this present moment in time. And it goes on to do some wacky stuff. And we're going to get to that in a second. But it was really cool to have Barry... You know, have this moment with his parents. He leaves. He has this whole confrontation with um, with the negative speed force. He kind of batters that back, and then he knows what day it is. So he runs, and he meets with the Abarthon outside of his house. And this moment, this moment is what I have been waiting for. Something that I have been waiting the entire season to get to. And I, like many people, I'm sure, had theorized that this was going to be how the show ended. With Barry going back to the night his parents died. You know, stopping Thawne from killing him. And then becoming the lightning bolt that turned him into the Flash. But Greg Berlanti and I believe Grant Gustin as well have talked about how that was at one point going to be the conclusion, but that it's not anymore. And they have decided on something else. So I'm very curious to see what they do with that. But it was just really cool revisiting that moment. You know, Nora Allen gets to die for, what, a third or fourth time at this point over the course of the show. And we get that cool moment where Barry's, you know, fighting against Thawne, and then he stops for a moment to see Barry from season one, the finale of season one, maybe the best episode of The Flash, as he opens the door and he stops and he stops him from trying to save his mom and he shakes his head and Barry, you know, season one Barry has to close the door as Barry, as current Barry runs out, grabs little baby Barry, little babe. I don't know, and puts him outside, runs off. Eobard kills Nora, runs off down the street, loses his speed, and we get the immediate aftermath, which we hadn't seen before. We see the, you know, I remember back in the first season, we got the origin of Eobard Thawne, where he kills Nora, runs out, loses his speed. He roars. He's like, no! After he loses his speed, whips off the mask, and there's Eobard Thawne. But what we don't see is the immediate aftermath, which is Barry walking up behind him and letting him know, yeah, you lost. This was a fixed point in time. I wasn't here to stop you. I was here to continue on the cycle, essentially. And you are going to have to wait. And you are going to have to be whatever you become. And him kind of getting that closure with Thawne. Um, again, it was something I really enjoyed. I wish we had gotten you know more than one episode to dedicate to it. And that really opens the door to what the hell the rest of this finale is going to be. We have three more episodes left. And 
underlying all of this is this weird, you know, not even a B story. This is like a C story of the return of possibly Eddie Thawne, though not Eddie Thawne. We got to see our boy Rick Cosnett doing his thing, being charming as hell. He's a scientist. He's working in a lab. And there's, you know, the... You know, like George Lucas, again, it rhymes. We get the moment where he gets struck by lightning into his lab, a la Barry Allen. And the lightning also leaves this folder that, when he opens it up, shows the death of Eddie Thawne. You know, the papers, his identification, his picture. He looks at it and he just goes, who the hell is Eddie Thawne? So this is not Eddie Thawne! Um, But I love that we are, again, squaring that circle. We're going to get some closure on the Eddie Thawne character. And whoever this new character is that Rick Cosnett is playing, I have an idea, but I'm I'm staying away from spoilers. And I, I don't want to... I want this to come to me when it comes to me. I want to savor this for as long as possible. So I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to the last three episodes. I don't know where they're going, but I cannot wait until those episodes arrive. So join me next week for episode 11, but for now, we're going to head on into this week's Comics Countdown. Welcome back to this week's Comics Countdown for the week of May 10th, 2023. This is the segment of our show where I'll chat you up about all the comics you should be picking up this week, whether it's at your local comic book shop, a comicsology, or however you get your comics. These are the ones I think you should definitely take a look at. But before we get into this week's books, we got to take a look back at last week's books with the Geeksplain Pick of the Week of last week. And there were some big contenders, let me tell you what, but... At the end of the day, I had to go with Batman number 195 or 135 slash Batman 900. All this legacy numbering is messing with my head. I loved this issue. It was so good. A little celebration of Batman. Multiple artists, multiple Batman really just selling the legacy of that character in all his forms across the multiverse. You know, multiverse is in right now. I don't know if you knew that, but I really enjoyed this book. And I hope that all of you enjoyed Free Comic Book Day and hopefully bought a little something alongside those free comic books that you got from your LCS. Uh, But I loved that book. I'm really loving Zdarsky's run on Batman so far, and I hope it continues on for a good while longer. But that's last week's books. This week, we've got eight books for you to pick up, so let's go ahead and dive into this list, starting off with Batman White Knight Presents Generation Joker number one. This is written by Sean Murphy and Katana Collins, as well as Clayton McCormack, with art by Mirka Andolfo. And this is a miniseries, or maybe it's a one-shot, I'm not sure. I, th- I think it's a miniseries spinning out of uh, Beyond the White Knight, which introduced Joker's children, which were like, it's really funny because they had, Harley had twins. One is more Joker, one is more Jack, and it's it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff, but I thought it was interesting. I don't know if it's interesting enough to warrant a full miniseries, but That's what this is going to show us. So I'm excited to pick this up. Let's go ahead and dive into the synopsis. Youth in Revolt! Spinning out of the runaway hit Batman, Beyond the White Knight, comes an unforgettable coming-of-age supervillain tale starring the children of Harley Quinn and the Joker. 
When the rebellious twins run away in a stolen Batmobile, only Joker Jack Napier's quickly fading hologram has any hope of getting them home safely. And keeping them out of the family business. But a life of crime isn't the only temptation young Bryce and Jackie are facing. The kids uncover a dark secret that could bring their dad back to life for good. With a wild array of Batman's former enemies and allies on their tails, will the kids succeed in reviving the Dark Knight's greatest foe? Find out as Jackie and Bryce take center stage in the White Knight universe. Really excited about this. This is Stand By Me meets the Joker, and I am... Not sure how I feel about that, but I'm curious, I'm interested, I love the White Knight stuff, so I'll definitely be picking this up. Next up, we have Danger Street number six. This is written by Tom King with art by Jorge Fornes, and this book has been really freaking good. The previous five issues have been leading towards a confrontation between the Dingbats and Warlord slash um, Starman, and I am worried about how this is gonna go because there's all kinds of stuff getting you know thrown around around there but let's find out what's going on with this let's dive into the synopsis chapter six the dingbats of danger street the unforgettable maxi series takes some startling twists and turns to survive the manhunter's deadly mission must the green team become a solo venture only the commodore knows for sure Meanwhile, the Outsiders reveal their plans, and in the aftermath of Orion's failure, Highfather and Darkseid make a pact to assure their world's survival. That is curious. Anytime Tom King touches on Darkseid and Fourth World stuff, I get really excited, so I'm really excited to pick this book up. Next up, we have The Amazing Spider-Man, number 25. This is written by Zeb Wells, as well as Rainbow Roll, with art by Kare Andrews, John Romita Jr., and Alvaro Lopez. And this is, um, curious. I'm very curious. Uh, this is issue 25, and they're making a big deal out of this. This, uh, this cover is very, very curious. They've got a whole bunch of alternate covers which makes me worried because some big stuff's about to go down let's dive into this synopsis and find out just what it is the past and the present collide in this oversized and monumental 25th issue your heart isn't ready for this one well, that doesn't help at all i am worried i'm very very worried but We'll just have to see. Next up, we have a brand new number one, and that is Green Lantern number one. Uh, written by Jeremy Adams and Philip Kennedy Johnson with art by Zermonico and Montos. I am really excited. We mentioned uh, Jeremy Adams at the top here about how he's still working on The Flash with a Jay Garrick miniseries. Uh, but as we do know on the Flash, on the main Flash series, at least, you know, for now... Uh, his adventures with Wally West are coming to an end, so he is taken to the skies with Hal Jordan. And I, this might be the most excited I've been about a Green Lantern book in a while. So I love Jeremy Adams' work. I love what he's done with The Flash. Uh, if you haven't yet, go back in the archives. Not very far, you just have to go back to January, where we did an interview with him right during the kickoff of One Minute War. Uh, great guy, fellow former Tucsonan, and I am excited to see what he brings to the Green Lantern mythos. So let's go ahead and dive into this synopsis. Back on Earth. 
Spinning out of the events of Dark Crisis, the Guardians of Oa at the heart of the Green Lantern Corps have quarantined Sector 2814, home of the planet Earth, and its champion along with it. A heartbreaking defeat has sent Hal reeling, returning home to rediscover his roots and find the man responsible for ruining his life, Sinestro. From the visionary team of Jeremy Adams and Zermonico comes a tale of redemption, loss, and finding out that maybe, just maybe, you can go home again. At least if you're willing to hotwire powering to do it. Also featuring part one of John Stewart War Journal from writer Philip Kennedy Johnson and artist Montos. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. I don't know exactly what Jeremy Adams has in store, but I trust in him, so I'm really excited to find out. Next up, we have Daredevil number 11, uh, another Chip Zdarsky book. I love it. I love it. Uh, written by Chip Zdarsky, obviously, art by uh, Lin Yoshi and Rafael De La Torre, with a backup written by Jason Liu. Really excited about this because of the backup. The backup is Iron Fist, our new Iron Fist. I'm very excited, really excited about that. Let's go ahead and dive into the synopsis. The Devil in Hell. The Hand have made Matt Murdock's life a living hell for years. But as Chip Zdarsky and Marco Cicchetto enter the crescendo of their critically acclaimed and chart-topping run, the villainous cadre of Ninja may have finally gone too far, pushing Matt and every relationship he has to their breaking points. Woof, I am worried, I am curious, and I cannot wait to find out what this next chapter is. We are heading towards a very violent end for the Zdarsky and Chichetto run, and I cannot wait to find out what happens. But next up, we have Superman Lost number three. This is written by Christopher Priest with art by Carlo Pagulian and Jason Paz. And this book's been fantastic. The first two issues were wonderful. Uh, and we've got plenty to go because as I forgot, it's a 10-issue miniseries. I thought for some reason it was like six issues, but we're getting 10 full issues of Kal-El trying to make his way home while also dealing with being home after he's made that journey. So I'm really excited. Let's go ahead and dive into the synopsis. Book three, The Tide. With the assistance of advanced technology from an unnamed planet, Superman begins his voyage home, only to discover that even at fantastic rates of speed, Earth could still be several lifetimes away. However, hope arrives in the form of a familiar species, allowing Superman to hitch a ride with them, but they encounter a grave threat to their existence on a mysterious planet along the way. It's Superman Doctor Who! Superman just going from planet to planet. I love Superman in space almost as much as I love Superman in Metropolis, so I'm really excited. Cannot wait to pick this up. Next up, we have The Return! It's X-Men Red number 11! I love this book so much. Uh, written by Al Ewing, art by Jacopo Camagni. I know I said that incorrectly and I apologize, but I'm really stoked to have X-Men Red back. It has been too long and I'm really, I can't wait to dig back into this story, so let's dive into the synopsis. The Calm Before After Brand's machinations and the sins of Sinister, the mutants of Araco are catching their breath. But even as Storm begins a new romance, she has no time to rest. Charles Xavier has questions about Magneto's death, and he's not asking nicely. Ooh, 
boy, I have been waiting for this. Really, really excited. Um, the death of Magneto during the events of Judgment Day has been something I have been just chopping at the bit to address. And I'm glad that they're finally doing that here. Cannot wait to pick this up. But the big book of the week, you knew this was coming. The book I think you should absolutely be picking up is... Spirit World number one. I have been telling you, and you have not been listening, but now I need you to listen. Written by Alyssa Wong, art by Haining, this book is going to rip. This book is going to drive, and I need you to show up in force. Do this for me, for me, as your favorite Asian American podcast host. Pick up this book. We need more Asians in comics, and it's Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. As a favor to me, I'm not going to ask you for money. I just want you to go pick up this book. It's wonderful. It's got, let's just dig into the synopsis and you'll find out how cool this is. From the pages of Lazarus Planet, Dark Fate, a new Chinese hero emerges who's able to travel to and from the spirit world, the realm of the dead and that of the living. Their name is Xanthi, and their superpowers being able to burn items folded from Joss paper and immediately turn them into real objects. Based on the East Asian practice of burning Joss paper at graveyards in order to send resources to ancestors in the spirit world, except Xanthi can retrieve those items in the world of the living their weapon of choice is a large broadsword because who doesn't love a big sword when you can choose to use a big sword xanthi is a master of the dark arts who's here to give constantine a run for his money literally when constantine shows up saying xanthi scammed him into buying something he finds them and batgirl cascade fighting an abnormal influx of zhang chi not shang chi it's zhang chi Chinese hopping vampires, and joins in to help. But when a portal opens up that drags Batgirl into the spirit world, it's up to Xanthi and Constantine to travel to the land of the spirits to rescue her. Who knows what other spirits will find in the spirit world, like that skateboarding boy wearing hanfu with some headphones and a gaping hole in his chest? What more could you want? Xanthi is going to be your new favorite DC hero, and I am so excited to pick up this book. I have loved everything that Alyssa Wong has touched. The art by Haining is phenomenal. I am so excited that this book is finally here. And please, pick this up. This needs to be a normal thing that we all pick up. Comics that have Asian leads in them. So go pick this up. I will. I'll be getting a couple of the covers, in fact, because some of them, all of them are amazing. But I need to get some of these. So definitely go pick this up. Uh, that does it for this week's Comics Countdown. To recap, we have Batman, White Knight Presents, Generation Joker number one, Danger Street number six, Amazing Spider-Man number 25, Green Lantern number one, Daredevil number 11, Superman Lost number three, X-Men Red number 11, and Spirit World number one. Lots of ones and elevens, which are also ones in this week's comics countdown, so make sure it's your number one priority to go pick up some amazing comics. <laughs>
And that is going to bring us to the wrap-up. If this is your first time joining us on the Geeksplain podcast and you like what I do here, feel free to subscribe to us on the podcasting platform of your choice and give us a rating and review. We drop new episodes every single Wednesday, and honestly, ratings, reviews, and subscriptions really do help me and the podcast out in this weird podcasting algorithm space. Raises up our stock and gets us out and into the orbit of listeners just like you. And if you give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever you want to call it, I will read your review here live on the podcast. You can write literally whatever you want. I will be forced to read every single word, and I have in the past, (laughs) to my detriment. But as long as you give me those five stars... You know, sky's the limit on what you can write. And you'll be able to join the likes of our amazing Fantasy 15. That includes Seafire ND, Joshua Panels to Pixels, Matt Draper, Burrito Man 88, Doug from For Every Kind of Geek, Don Swanson, That Guy Brian, Mouth Dork, Dallas Meeks, Amazing Spider Fan, A Lock and AZ, Sass, Jedi Jesse 20, Ken 4656, and Director Hall. Want to say a huge thank you to these fine folks for their reviews, and I cannot wait to hear yours. If you want to be part of the Geek Explained mailbag, send your email to geeksplained at gmail.com put mailbag in the subject header and I will read it here on the Wednesday show send me your emails I haven't read any emails on the Wednesday show in a while I'm getting a little lonely would love to have you come on and uh, give me some emails so I can read so that I can uh, shout you out on the show I love doing that I love getting emails from you also, if you want to follow us, want to keep up to date with the podcast, participate in polls that decide future episodes, get first notification when new episodes and cool things like X may drop, as well as announcements that I make, uh, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod. That's at P-O-D on Instagram and Twitter for as long as Twitter is around. And as I continue to try to get good at Instagram, I will do it one day. I will conquer you, Instagram. But finally, every single Friday, this Friday, and for all Fridays, we're having the Geeksplained Book Club. I, alongside my fellow Caped Crusaders, Malcolm Russell Nelson and Jacob Brown, are currently going through every single issue of every single volume of Grant Morrison's Batman. This Friday is the beginning of the end, as in our... Part one of our two-part finale, <laughs> which is weird to say, uh, we are going to be tackling volume one of the new 52 Batman Incorporated, entitled Demon Star, issues zero through six. Um, I'm really excited about this. We've been loving going back through GMO's entire Batman chronology, as well as some books not written by them that fit into that era. So join us, won't you, this Friday, as well as every Friday for the Geek Explained Book Club. Be there or be square. Gotham Fridays are a real thing. Just don't be a circle. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. Huge thank you to Troy for coming back onto the podcast. I love talking to Troy. You could probably tell. I love talking to Troy. Uh, we always have really fun chats, and it's always exciting to have someone who is as both cynical and enthusiastic as I am. <laughs> So I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we enjoyed recording it. Next week for part three of X May 2023 is going to be a quick little interlude where it's just going to be me. So join me, won't you? Next week for that same geek time, same geek channel. But for now, for the Geek Explained podcast and for X May 2023, I have been Eric Azana. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and we will see you next time.